Okay, let's start the show with this catchy tune. Post-Christmas. Yeah. And, and you know something? That song, once again, gets me it into It brought a... you back. You haven't heard it in a week. You haven't, you've, it's, it's a new feel to it. It's a post-Christmas listen. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it gets my heads, for some reason, it gets my juices flowing with the show. It just, it, it's, it, I don't know. Because it it's rock and fucking roll. It centers me. I, it centers me. I feel focused. It really does, because you were flying high and screaming before we recorded. Yeah, absolutely. And then I put the song on, and it calms you down. <laughs> Believe me, we could be. it could be a wild one. Hopefully we're in store. Buckle up, people. Buckle in, guys. You know? We had a holiday. We're, we're, we're all gifted up. Did you get gifts? No. You didn't get anything for yourself? No. no I mean, I, no. No, not really. You didn't I treat didn't. yourself to some fucking goulash or whatever? A, a meal? No, I, I made no, nothing, nothing too special, actually. It's truth. Maybe, maybe it's a little sad, but for me, it was like I talked to my no, family. I, I was in a fly to Chicago, but I made the choice, and you made the choice, too. I, it's just, I had to change plans in San Jose. I would have been in three airports. I don't know. I was just a you made bit. you were in San Jose and that made I had to change plans in San Jose, kid. You know, no, no, I mean? no, no, no. It, my flight was going to be Burbank to to San Jose, San Jose to Chicago. Then the way back was Chicago to Vegas, Vegas to Burbank, and it's like I'm going to hit several airports there. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't know if it's. I mean, even though. Like I've gone to LAX a bunch doing my lift work, and there's hardly anybody at LAX now. It's like one twentieth. Oh, of the it's number dead. Of people, it's a ghost town. Which is like LAX is like O'Hare. It is a Animal. Huge. It's a it's beast. Huge. It's probably even bigger than O'Hare. And O'Hare is a big airport. And it's like about maybe 20%. I think it's, there's one more terminal. No, I think they both have seven. I could be wrong. But that's my point such is, a nerd crocious thing to know. What? I would have no idea how many terminals oh, an airport it's like, has. You, I mean, the number of terminals is how many people are going to come in. I mean, you have a, like, a, like a major city. If you have like three terminals, you have like a pretty big city. Chicago and LA have seven terminals, the, the main airports. And then there are other airports beyond that. Like, that's how many airports there are, you know? So it's, but the point is, is uh, I didn't want to travel. So I stuck, I stuck around here as you did. I stayed yeah. around here in LA, you know, talked to family yesterday, which watched, was good. I watched Batman Returns and Forever, which I got to say. <laughs> that's your comfort food. I, your... Oh my God. It's like a big pile of mashed potatoes for me. <laughs> I saw those in theater as a child, loved those movies. And like, I even knew they were bad. I I was thinking about this the other day. Bad. The first one's classic, man. Well, really I'm is. saying Returns and Forever specifically. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved it. I remember <laughs> loving that. And even at the time, I don't. I don't. I never. I was too young to really get the criticism, like to read the fucking rags. I didn't know people <laughs> thought they were bad. I thought everybody was eight years old and was like yeah. this fucking rule. <laughs> yeah, <dude."> yeah. <laughs> but really, if you think about it, Such a bad. I came up in a time of yeah. not great movies. Like yeah. it was, well, 
it was ba- I mean Basic Instinct came out <sighs> Batman Returns Batman Forever let's get a basic list instinct. of 90s movies ba- Basic Instinct in 92 when I, and we talked about that about 6 or 7 I mean rape is ago. prevalent I had never watched it real prevalent it's, it's rape one, it's one of the things I binge watched or, or just I was like I'm gonna watch this movie it is so fucking dated and it made 349 million dollars it was a huge movie but what's interesting about it is you see the showgirls starting to happen because it's Estrahaus and Verhoeven <laughs> pairing up you know Estrahaus wrote uh, Basic Instinct Verhoeven directed it and, and they also did the, they had the same collaboration on showgirls which is you know one of the best all time bad well, movies well showgirls you got to see Lisa Turtle's fucking old turtle <laughs> finally no not Lisa Turtle you got to see Jesse Spano from fucking Saved by the bell you got to see her fucking dingling oh but she was uh it's it, that movie's hysteric the dialogue is unbelievable it's such a good movie it's so we'll put bad. a little seven on in the back and, but the point is is that a basic instinct had a lot of you can you can see the showgirls and you can hear it like michael douglas is just yelling like he's just an asshole in it like he's yeah, such a dick of a lifetime yeah. And just he's naked a lot. There's a lot of, oh, a lot. A lot of nudity. A lot of male <laughs> like, ass. Weird, like early 90s male nudity, you know? It's, uh, so it's good of, movies did come out in the 90s, but even in a yeah, sense of them. The be- independent movies. But listen to the big movies that are good. This It's the era of effects, 100%. So oh, we yeah. have number one, Titanic. Yeah. Uh, number two, The Phantom Menace. Number three, oh, Jurassic Park. Number good, four, Independence good. Day. Uh, number entertaining. F- number five, Lion King. It never saw. Uh, number six, Forrest Gump. Of course. Uh, number seven, The Sixth Sense. Number eight. Wow, number the seven s- was The Sixth Sense. Number eight, this is Money. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you have Men in Black, Armageddon, T2. Uh, Ghost is number twelve. Ghost is no, Ghost made that five hundred five million dollars. Oh man, Ghost was a hit. Whoopi, dude, we were talking about Whoopi, Whoopi earlier she, today. She won Her the 90s Oscar. reign was incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was. Whoopi reigned fucking supreme. Oh yeah, no, yeah, she was. Well, it was like her and Eddie Murphy were the only like like sort of black stars. I feel like, but Denzel was just kind of starting off, you know. But it's like, I think in the 80s, certainly, man, it was like Murphy and then and, and Whoopi Goldberg. I remember her doing a, 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 a HBO special. I saw it in the summer of 85. Oh, she was the king. Her and Crystal and fucking Robin Robert Williams. Williams. Yeah, absolutely. The, the HBO is definitely a <clears throat> major sort of stepping stone. For, yeah. For we're watching early. Seven right now. We're going to be flicking around. We got a little better off dead in the second half that we're going to be getting into. Uh, got all, We got a lot of things. Like this, yeah. of course, for people. As I announced 10 minutes into the podcast, this is the show where we talk about what's going on in our lives and the world through what is on television. Yeah, it's uh, it's yes, we do that. Um, and then so we have Aladdin number 13 Twister 14. What was in the top 15 of the 90s? I love it. Uh, Toy Story 2, Saving Private Ryan, Home Alone. But like these yeah. movies are all ridiculous. Mrs. Doubtfire is the number 22nd highest yeah. grossing movie of the 1990s. I didn't come up in the classics is what I'm trying to say, Crow. There's no Casablanca <laughs> when I was a kid. There's no fucking so Citizen Kane. When people t- like, oh, you, your generation, we watched what we were given. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Within that movie, the mo- I'd say the most impactful movie of those T two is well, I'd say Jurassic Park, man. Jurassic Park is definitely up there. T two is up there too in terms of an impactful movie. American Beauty you know? was a serious movie, but that's ninety nine. That's yeah. getting in there. Well, yeah, yeah, but by the late nineties, there was more of an indie streak that was going on. Pulp Fiction's got to be in there somewhere. 
That was like a breakthrough. Yeah. That was a breakthrough for Let's indie see. film and ooh, a unique style. No, it's not. It didn't. This is. It must have made under three hundred and twenty-seven yeah. million because yep. that's the top fifty. Jesus. Seven is number fifty. Wow. We are currently what? Then an inadvertent, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> came around back to seven. You see exactly. the, what the podcast is? Look exactly. It's full circle, as they say, right? Yep. Goldeneye forty. That was my first Bond movie. I saw that in the theater. Golden night, <laughs> golden fucking golden night. Retain a turn like singing like some sexy. <laughs> Those songs are so. This is also an opportunity, ladies and gentlemen, for me to do the new camera, which is TV behind us. I got TV on behind us for just for YouTube. I don't want to confuse exactly. you, Crow. I'm gonna flip it. Uh, I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten eye tests of saying it's distracting. Yeah, yeah. But we'll flick it in every now and again. We'll see. We'll see. We'll exactly. In it. Speed forty two. So what is what is your favorite Bond song? What is the best Bond song in your eyes? And what is the worst? You know what? The one that Chris Cornell did for I think the second Daniel Craig one. Oh, was the, the, really we, fucking good. Oh yeah, uh, Casino Royale. Yeah. Or something, or yeah well, Adele or, or did one. Like I think Adele did Casino Royale. God. God. Yeah, those modern but ones, I'm not, I'm not as big, aware of them. See, I think live and, I. I think Live and Let Die is still a pretty good song. The fucking... <laughs> live and Let Die. Oh, I'm sorry. That's oh, the accent. Dun, 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 dun. I, I would get fired up when I heard that song. When I was like middle teen, like 16, 15. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but then I, I would also say, uh, For Your Eyes Wow, The only, Little Mermaid was 89. Yeah, that was the 80s. What, was, what, what do they say? What are the 80s movies? Um, you want me to go to 1980 in films? Yeah, let's see that. What's yeah. The highest grossing? 180 was Empire Strikes Back, I'm sure. No, but the, but Last the 80s, Crusade, Daddy. Last Crusade? Is number one. Made the most money? Yeah, 474 in 89. I saw uh, it in the theater. Number two, Batman. Number three, E.T. Wow. Number four, Rain Man. Number five, Yeah, Rain Bat Man was a big... I mean, that, that, that started the... I have an opinion here. That started the whole thing with Dustin Hoffman, like, ooh, the person playing the developmental, the actor playing the developmentally disabled. Oh, that made like he was the first guy to really do. And then everyone did. Everyone had to do yeah. that throughout the night. It still is done. What's you know? even Gilbert Grape happened because of yeah, fucking that? Yeah, absolutely. Of Rain Man. Ooh, it's an actor that can explore like the mentally challenged. Ooh, and he wins an Oscar. You know. Anyway, but go ahead. After that, four. um, and then you have uh, Back to the Future two, and then God. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, look who's talking number seven coming to america eight return of the jedi is nine at 252 wow. million Cro just above crocodile dundee part two yeah I s part two i never saw do i never saw deuce <laughs> i saw the first one i saw crocodile dundee in the theater dead poet society 11 saw that, i saw it with my mom in the I theater i don't was, like that movie uh, that, that movie, maybe it's just because i saw it on a pretty bad date but yeah it, it, it's you know it was deemed very cutting edge when it happened, you know, when it came out. I saw it with my mom, and I had gotten into a big argument with her before the movie, and uh, and I didn't enjoy it. I was in a real bad headspace with See, my mom. See, you had cutting edge films. Even Who Framed Roger Rabbit was like, oh, a, holy shit. Yeah, that was a new thing. Um, like, Look Who's Talking is Dumb. Oh, Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. You have Ghostbusters. Yep. Lethal Weapon 2. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was probably a pretty ridiculous movie oh, at the yeah. time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But all the top ones is mid to late 80s. There's not a lot of early 80s flicks on this list. Raiders is 18. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Back to the Future is 19. Empire's 20. 
Uh, I wonder what scale of money they're using there. If it's just it's current time, it's worldwide gross. Interesting of of, of what that what it was at the time. Is the Blues Brothers in there at the bottom? Let's see. Like like one of the bottom three movies or five movies? No, I don't see it. Rambo three sure as fuck is in yeah, there. Yeah, well, Rambo three was a big movie. I fucking I, had cocktails number twenty eight. Oh, yeah, well, it's Cruise. Top Gun. Was, Tom Cruise got yeah. two of these fucking movies. Absolutely. He was a fucking a fish star. called Wanda. Rocky three and four. <laughs> four. Three. I saw three opening night at the Rebel Yank Theater in Manassas, Virginia. And I was. It sounds uh, like the name of a fucking. Uh, it was Manassas, Virginia. The first goddamn war. fucking Wilco album. It, it, it was a civil war. You know, there was a lot of civil war. Uh, that's why I'm a, I'm a war nerd. That's why I get along with Austin so well. Number, He's got to be one of our listeners. Blues Brothers is not on this list. Number 50 is Stir Crazy. Oh, I remember that being a big movie. Sidney Poitier directed that. Pro- God that- damn, I wish I had a drop for for number 49. What? It's we're working nine to oh, five. Yeah, absolutely. Burr, 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 Aren't they going to remake that? Like with the mod, like third wave feminism was going to be like. It's one of the Dixie will be in it or something like that. No, seriously. Aren't they going to like redo it? I don't know. It, Let's know? look into it. This is how we talk <laughs> about today. Exactly. We're going to dovetail into that. We got to talk about there's so many things went on this past week, personal life and also uh, politically in this. So how was your L.A. Man. Christmas? You talked to family. You got into it. I worked. I, I made. Yeah, you did. You fucking. Uh, I, I lifted for a long time. My last lift was terrible. <laughs> My last lift yesterday. Just was an terrible. asshole. Or? No, I was this kid. I picked up at this motel. I mean, he was a complete. He was born and bred in like South Central L.A. dude, and he was a nice enough guy. But <laughs> he got in. You know, the, the manager of the hotel called the lift for him and was like why you know well, what's going on is he on heroin was it a heroin guy uh well i think he was i, I think he wanted to go pick pick up a score for him you know so so we went to this place that's like, so cool he was, man. it was like uh, we, we were in the, it was, we went to the hood he was like we're in the hood man like he fell asleep and i was like what's going on he i couldn't understand oh, he, he was, was saying half on the time. He, he was going boy george and, on and, and it, it was just like uh, he was slurring his words <clears> and then sometimes he was very lucid it was a, it was a combination you know, um, and then he told the story about his fucking house got broken into, and I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, he didn't know all the details. Yeah. I didn't know all the details. He lost his phone. He had to meet some guy somewhere to get a cheaper ver- version of the most re- like the most up to date phone, like the the fucking whatever it is twelve. You know, like he got it for three hundred bucks, and it retails for six hundred or whatever it is. I don't know. So here's Dolly Parton on the sequel to Nine to Five. <laughs> it was being a weird dropped. cat, man. It was a weird cat that dude. Well, yeah, and it is, lasted. This is La La Land, the, man. The drive lasted like an hour and a half. Jesus. He kept changing. Look, hey, I'll give you some money. That's definitely I'll, a drug score. And right I was just there. like, oh my it's a god, man. A score. So he gave me like twenty bucks to meet some guy over here, and then and then I ended up going full circle. But I made fifty one dollars on that ride. There you go, excluding the tip. Exclu- yeah. It was seventy one bucks. And you have the satisfaction of knowing that that guy having to pay for that lift probably cost him in drugs, and he probably got slapped around a little bit. Yeah. by the dealer because he didn't have enough yeah so you won um yeah. so dolly parton says well i actually think we dropped the whole idea of a nine to five sequel um i don't think we're gonna do the sequel we never could get the script where it was enough different than the first one hmm. and that one turned out so good 
so fucking good. Well, I th- wasn't there going to be like a remake though? It was gonna, that was going to be the sequel. That was the sequel was going to be like a modern reboot. And remake. was there going to be like, I'm sure Dolly was going to have a cameo. Oh, absolutely. Of course. And probably Jane Fonda. While well, the country Tomlin. singer explained the sequel may no longer be in the cards, she did reveal that the former co-stars Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are open to future collaborations. We're thinking we might do a completely different thing altogether, like porn, uh, Jane, Lily, and I. Uh, we may do something different altogether, uh, but I don't think we're going to continue with that. Yeah, that's it. That's it, bro. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So it just, uh, yeah, that was a big movie though. In 1980, my mom, that, that movie was like a, a second wave feminism cro- like crest. It was one of like the high points of like late, late seventies, early eighties feminism. So let's knock out some fucking commercial topics here. We've, sure. We've got some $600 stimulus checks coming out. You're not getting one. Yeah, I won't. <clears throat> I should get one because I'm not making enough yeah. money right now, but if I won't. If we're still in a global pandemic next year, you'll get one. Rest assured. <laughs> Rest assured. Well, no, because it'll go off this year's tax returns, which will still be so, too but high. But Trump <laughs> pulled a lot of people fucking for a loop and AOC even thanked him. He wanted full-on he wanted two thousand dollar checks and then everybody blasted aoc because she thanked him for saying that and it was like sometimes he says okay stuff well it's also like you gotta you gotta pet pet a cat on the head when he does well you know it's also it's him just lobbing a bomb knowing it's gonna it's gonna hold up this totally important bill this bill is well very important about it and it's simple math but people were like okay you're giving However the fuck much per person. It's going to be 600 per person. That's like $200 billion. Like, where's the other 800 going? It's going to probably huge banks, all sorts of yeah. private interests. You know, um, yeah, of course. I mean, the devil is in the details, you know. Um, but even that's the thing. That's fine that you want to do $2,000 checks, but... We're, but that means you're probably just going to add more for big corporations. It's not like you're taking that away. It's not like he's saying like, yeah, big corporations should be left on their own. Yeah. Which well, they should. You know, well, that, that that what also just shows. Which they should. They should, but it, that'll never happen because they're completely integrated into the fucking state, which is so ironic when they bitch about the state. It's just like, now nah, we'll just we'll keep that narrative out there so we can win our lawsuits when we sue, when we get sued and when we sue. You know, it's just. It's a gross time. Our economic system is gross in many ways. But anyway, seven. I saw this. This was a very dark movie. Like you know, the very much like again, The Crow. Like it's sort of the start of the sort of dark movie of the and 90s. like uh, what's the like uh, along came a spider and shit like that. Yeah, yeah and there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of like a lot of uh, James Patterson books being made into movies. And, and like this a, era. a lot of knockoffs of Sounds of the Lambs, The Bone Collector. It was all like serial murderers too, or like, just like movies with know? disembodied voices taunting black cops. <laughs> <laughs> like like what, what, what? Go to the mailbox okay. <laughs> like fucking uh don't say a word not don't say a word but what's that double jeopardy oh or and no that's a long because double jeopardy is the first one then there's a long came a spider where he's given is this the 90s he calls up natalie judd the whole movie <laughs> oh yeah and he's talking to her on the phone go to this phone booth and fucking you'll find a, <laughs> the whole the phone booth find still a, being a theme you'll have to decode a satanic riddle and fucking <laughs> <laughs> the phone booth wow that is old it's crazy to think about. No, that. phone booth is a different movie but it's the well, similar, that. yeah yeah exactly it's that, that similar vibe absolutely you know 
Yeah, this is get, they're all getting set up by this genius, this genius, this criminal. That was a big theme too. Because again, the criminal master. This is very much was pitched like it's Silence of the Lambs with a hot new actor. You know, and then they, they had a they they tapped into a was few Tom different movies. Cruise hot was I mean was Brad Pitt hot and new at this point? Though? Oh yeah, he was he was new still at this. He was point. hot and new. He was a hot, hot and new. Yeah, for about three or four years he had been having. Or he was. I guess Legends of the <clears> Fall <throat> was before this. He was like, JFL new faces. <laughs> Yeah, he broke through. Uh, Thelma and Louise was the first like splash of Brad Pitt. You know what was his first thing? Let's see if you remember. Well, he was it. he was actually an extra in in Less Than Zero, uh, but I think his first movie that he I think that he actually had a speaking. Well, he had a. That's not his first movie he had a speaking part in, but I bet you it was probably the second or third was Thelma and Louise, because that, that was definitely like his. Ooh, who's this guy? He's a new face on the scene. So you know? he is. In Hunk in 1987, that's his first on-camera role. Guy at a beach with drink. Oh yeah, so yeah. It's all uncredited. His first four movies are background: No Man's Land, No Way Out. Yep. Um, his first speaking role it looks like is Dark Side of the Sun. <laughs> so he did a few movies. He did Dark Side of the Sun, Happy Together, Cutting Class, Across the Tracks, and then Thelma and Louise. Wow. Oh, so he had a little bit, a little bit of a body of work. He had a yeah. little bit of a body of and work. And then he did could, Contact. He had in a real. He had a real. A short film, Johnny Swade, A River Runs yeah. Through It was 92. Yeah, absolutely. That was a big breakthrough role for him, too. California with a K. Oh, that movie's, I saw it in the theater. The movie's not bad. Yeah, Isn't I like David California. David in that movie? Yes, absolutely. And Lisa Forbes. And that's when, well, I mean, what's her face? She was such an Michelle indie. Michelle Forbes. I mean, Michelle Forbes. And then also uh, that's Ju- kind Juliet of like Lewis. conspiracy theory, right? Isn't it about conspiracies, that movie? No, 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 no. No, California is about serial murderers. The theme we were talking about. It's Brad Pitt plays a, a hillbilly serial murderer that gets on a road trip. Uh, with David Duchovny and and his wife Michelle Forbes, they're going to move to California, and they pick up these two rube hillbillies. That's when like being white trash was like a big acting stretch, you know. And like Juliet Lewis was a absolute indie queen. She was an indie queen from the early mid nineties. Did you even have any opinion on her? Juliet Lewis? Yeah, I like it. I found her kind of annoying in movies. Exactly. See, I, I, I never didn't like I, her. I, I never got and her. I find it. I don't. I think I would find her band annoying because she goes full oh. throttle into it. And as my sweet girlfriend says, I'm allergic to anything sincere. <laughs> so if I saw her truly rocking out on stage, I'd probably be like, oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, she's in that fucking actor. She was in that horrible, horrible mid movie. What was it called? Strange Days, which is that whole cyber like Johnny Mnemonic. Like, hey, we're L.A. We're going to get into the computer world. Now. Yeah, it's the mid 90s. That was a big <clears throat> theme too, like cyber paranoia. Max Headroom. You know? Do you remember Max? Of Headroom? course I remember Max Headroom. That was the late 80s, though. He can't. He was in it in the nineties because I remember the fucking show. Um, <laughs> fucking what's the show? The world. Oh, early USA. Max Hedrow. I gotta look into this early USA <laughs> nice TV show. Cut on that one. It's terrible. Because he was the interstitial commercials for fucking. Well, it was like it was mechanical looking. It was like a cutting edge imagery. Parker Lewis. Oh yeah, the show Parker Lewis. Yeah, was yeah. in the era of Max Headroom. It was yeah. like early nineties. Yeah, yeah. God, I have a faint. I have a very faint. Parker memory Lewis of that. can't tell it was called or something like that. I think yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> but yeah, this was uh, yeah. Pitt was now in full throttle. Like Parker the, Lewis, the can't machine lose. Had, had picked him up, and and he was he was he's Parker made his Lewis break. can't lose was a Doogie era. It was the Doogie era, because I remember when it was during the last season. It was just called Parker Lewis. That's when I came on board. What what what, what was the uh, run for that show? The years, 
Um, let's see. Is it over in the right? 90 then? to 93. Oh, yeah. Early 90s. Yeah. Um, and then it was it, in competition. NBC debuted the film spinoff of Ferris Bueller, but it only lasted 13 episodes. That was a bomb. I so remember Parker being Lewis moderately interested in that, but that, that's also four years after the fact. John, like people had forgotten about it, right? John Panette was in Parker Lewis. You know, the turnaround now, it's, it's so fast, you know, that the trends are so ephemeral and fast you know that the fact that they, it took them four years to make a a, a a a tv series about ferris bueller's day off is amazing they should have had that figured out beforehand or something but that that's not the way it was done probably they didn't think that was going to occur it takes a certain vision to realize that <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my sinister calculating la voice man you must uh, <laughs> yeah, believe me talk to me i know <laughs> Dude, 90s was the commercial. The commercials were more important in the 90s than anything else, you know, if I'm being quite honest. You with know, you. this is my young adulthood, and, and, and so I have very positive memories of the 1990s. I so shouldn't do say I. It was like my childhood. Yeah, not very positive, but there was some heartbreak in there, too. Seven years in Tibet. I remember all these movies. Oh, yeah. Legends of the Fall. Legends of the Fall and Interview with the Vampire are kind of like I was still a kid. Yeah. Like, I didn't start watching real movies until, like, Jurassic Park I saw, but that was it. Like, it, w- yeah. it wasn't like... It was still kids movies 95, I, like, speed and shit is kind of, like, where yeah. I start really coming into watching cinema. <laughs> Outside of that, it was just Batman films. You know, I, I, I'm trying to think. For me, for me, what would it have been? Well, I mean, because I, I liked movies. Well, again, I think I said it before. When I first saw Jaws as a six-year-old, that blew me away. Well, like I, I remember seeing Jaws in the theater, and it fucking blew me I away. I should also say that I watched shitty 80s movies, too. Not even shitty, but at the time, I thought yeah. they were bad. Like Because my dad had those VHSs, because yeah. he would just record random cable shows. And but he I mean, had, like, like, going to the theater. Like, when you go to the oh, theater. Oh, yeah. No, that was just every year. Like, that yeah. was a specialty. I think that's the kind of poor we were. Of, like, yeah. the movie theater wasn't a... We weren't just going to see a movie. Oh, Like, you really had to, like, grease them. And, like, <laughs> they had to know you really wanted to see this movie. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because I, I used to... I'd say, like... Again, it, it was just Star Wars, of course. This, this is this is a boring... I, I have a boring pantheon. But it, it is... But uh, from a comedy point of view, when I saw probably Airplane and Caddyshack, and I, then I saw... Uh, Holy Grail when I was like 10 to 11. That's when my sort of comedic palette, the jerk, I saw the jerk when I was 10. I, that had a big impact I'm on my comedic to see palette. Comedies that I saw in theaters. I yeah. saw Austin Powers in the theaters that I, and I thought that movie was really fucking funny. Yeah. Uh, the second yeah. one, The Spy Who Shagged Me, I saw that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, did, did, did you see like, a, were you a Carrie fan? Like Carrie, Jim Carrey movies back then? It must have been Yeah, but child. I didn't like, see those in the theater. Really? I saw all those on video. I didn't really? see most movies I didn't see in theaters. Wow. I it never just knew this. Was, no. I just learned something about you, Keith. <laughs> I've gone to the movie theaters four times in the last Come three on. years. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I never go. Now, it's amazing. I don't think I don't I've gone in L- I mean, We've gone, like, we went a lot. We were starting to go consistently and then COVID hit. The, the last movie I saw in the theater, I think, was 2017. Or, or 1917. 1917. That's I think the, was last the last time you went? That I actually saw. I saw it at the... Uh, You're really dating yourself, Crow. Well, that was... <laughs> no, it, it was at uh, the whatchamacallit, the Vista. I saw it there. But yeah. So anyway, that the, 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 what's going on here in the world, the, the world of current events, 
We, we, we well, were. we got Trump pardoning t- people, 26 people. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's all like regular. A lot of it is meaningless the, people. Oh, but man, Roger Stone and fucking and then yeah, Paul Roger Manafort. Roger Stone is like 90 years old. Fuck, like, he's an asshole. Cares? He should be thrown in prison just for being an old just prick. Just for being an asshole. You know, at this point, you've been such an wow. asshole for so fucking long and toy with an, and provocateur. Ooh, you're such a right wing provocateur. You're just needling people. You're an asshole is what you are. That's what you are. You're not defending anything. You're just being a dick, you know, so and quit fucking with the law this much. You, you, you got to get some time. I'm in the gray bar hotel, you old fart. He's a whole he, fucking he's he a tattoo. He, uh, he's a tattoo of Nixon on his back. Yeah, he does. Paul Manafort, uh, Lee Atwater, and who was the other third right wing asshole? Had a law firm in D.C. in the '80s that was a direct pipeline to like Latin American dictators and shit, you know. And so basically, the dictators, you know, they were commodifying death because they had access to Reagan. It, you know, that law firm had access to Reagan, and all it was was just supporting all the fucking awful dictators in the world. These are the types of human beings you're dealing with they're justifying that type of behavior you're not a good human being paul manafort is oh, a piece of shit here. you know i have the actual list from the government website from justice.gov he uh, that are this is at the beginning let me go to now but uh, yeah of what the argument of uh, i have no i have all the the list of people he's pardoned Ugh. yeah uh, the total yeah. list uh, I, i'm sure so it was philip k lemon otis gordon what, what do they say what did they do I mean, this is all so minutia. Um, yeah. Otis Gordon sell, distribute, or dispense a controlled substance. Um, oh, okay, okay. One guy was possession of marijuana with intent to distribute. Is that the Kanye West connection? No, this guy's well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of them were like actual just drug shit. Um, two people for false statements. Oh, I, I bet you that that was the political. That was part of the cover or the, uh, the thirty Russian days investigation. Alex Van Vanderswan, George. Oh, that was George Papadopoulos. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, it's just you know, <laughs> and the way he's ending his presidency, it's just such a some giant dude got let off for you. murder. You know, he's an asshole. He's a. I, I just am. He's so uncool. Roger Stone I'm gonna be on so the 23rd, glad when Manafort. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah, Manafort. Well, how do they describe Manafort in there? What, what's the blurb they have about Manafort? Um, 47 months imprisonment, three years supervised release, $50,000 fine, 25 million, uh, whatever restitution. restitution. Uh, does that mean that's what he owes? People? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got to pay some, he's got to pay some, uh, th- th- that's a, that's a substantial fine. Subscribing to false United States income tax, uh, returns for 2010 to 2014 tax years, five counts, failure to report. Uh, of foreign bank and financial accounts for calendar years 2011 to 2014 yep. bank fraud lender B 3.4 million loan uh, bank fraud lender C 1 million loan yeah yeah no he, I mean and that guy again he ran a law firm with Lee Atwater and and some and then and maybe Stone was part of that too I could be wrong uh, but again, they, they had connections to Latin American di- or just dictators across the planet, and, and they would get entree to Reagan. And that was all part of fighting the Cold War. And it was like, and these people were, were awful. They, they had death squads and shit. They didn't care. You know, it's like, and, and you talk, when I used to talk about that, man, when I was a, in, I mean, a teenager, people would just be like, don't you fucking say those things. You fu-. I mean, it was like, you liberal fucking, they did not like that. You liberal they, I mean, you, you could tell that was a really just like, no, America's not doing the wrong thing. America's righteous. And it's just like, listen, you can make an argument. That's a bad policy, you know, but it's like. I'm also a realist. That's how a lot of the world is run for crying America's out loud. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Was that? That's like some like. <laughs> that's a fresh professional wrestling. Like a Hulk Hogan promo. <laughs> America, that, that, you hit that well. America's dude. righteous, brother. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the wrestler. What, was it mankind? Dude, the wrestler died today. Was was mankind a wrestler? Was that his name? <laughs> Mick Foley, dude. The, the Mrs. Foley's little boy. That he had a name. He, he was three called, wrestlers. <laughs> he was mankind. He was dude love, and he was fucking uh, Cactus Jack. Man, three Cactus different personas. Jack. And during a show, he wrestled. <laughs> he wrestled as all three characters during one show. Oh, he had, like, he had like a wardrobe change and yeah. shit. <laughs> Like it was some Broadway production or something. Did a Royal Rumble or two Ugh. as three different characters. He's the grand. And then he's wrestled as Mick Foley, too. So it's been four different characters. Well, his whole like mankind, just that name, that name to me, I find to be very funny. Like it's a hilarious name for and his I, real and name. I is, his real wrestling. name is Mick. I detest wrestling and I detest comic book movies. But Keith, I I watched the first half an hour. It's good of Wonder Woman two eighty four. Isn't it what it is? Or Wonder Woman eighty four? Yep. And you know, and you know, I detest comic book Not movies. Not a fan. Uh, that has been a fundamental tension, you know. But you're always cool with it, which I appreciate. I mean, I get it, you know. But but it is, uh, you know, something. You know, it's what. Listen. Gal Gadot, that woman, she's perfect. Is, she's so hot. She is gorgeous. So I mean, hot, she dude. is a gorgeous woman. I mean, she's like supermodel, beautiful, and it's just like that makes it worthwhile. <laughs> That's worth it for you. That's all to, you're to in me, it for. That, that kind of tips the tips the scales of like, okay, these are kind of simple plots, but you know, listen, you're just watching them run around and shit. You know, you're watching action. You know, it's it's geared towards a somewhat so younger audience. I'll tell you what, they grounded the first one in the First World War. They had some real historical figures. Ludendorff was an actual Here's my problem with how people... I don't mind criticizing it. Like, again, I'm leaning back too much. It's okay. I don't mind people not liking something. Yeah, yeah. It's the hyperbole people (laughs) use behind it. These movies aren't ruining your childhood. Yeah. (laughs) Settle the fuck down. Calm yeah. down. I, I want to hear what, what are some of the reviews you have? What, what do you have some of those? I don't even or? have full on reviews. The, or just, the main reviews are people are like it suffered from sequelitis. Well, it's a sequel. So, and then people are like it was forced. It was two and a half hours of forced shit. Sequels are forced. The whole idea yeah, of my making a new movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The whole idea of making a movie because the first one made a lot of money is forced. Well, yeah. Godfather 2, as great as it is, yeah. was forced. It has nothing to do with the book. It, it, oh, no. It, there are, you're actually right. There are elements of it, but not a lot. That's what I'm saying. Not though. a lot. The first yeah. one has artistic merit because yeah. it's based on this great book. Yeah. The second one a was a pure money grab. Yeah. It was a forced but money. A very just, good money grab. That's though. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and in that sense, they're all the same movie. Yeah. It's all, fo- all sequels yeah. are forced. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look at it on a large scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's you And know. I just don't understand. So people don't like uh, they forgot that she flew in Justice League because people are like, I thought it was lame that she learned that she learned how to fly. When did Wonder Woman ever fly since always? <laughs> yeah. Well, she had an invisible jet for crying out loud. Right. She's always. Yeah. Flown. The air has been part of the thing. Right. And they do the invisible. I jet even in know that. Movie. I even know that for crying out loud. Mine. I have limited comic. Book they do knowledge. the invisible jet in this. It's because Wonder too. Woman and Linda Carter. She's in beautiful. this. Linda Carter was in oh, this. Oh, she's a cameo? Yeah. See, I only saw the first half an hour. She plays this character named... Okay. Don't spoil... She's in, she's in the end credits. Ooh. I'm looking for... They've set it up pretty... I, I, it's the first introduction of the Kristen Wiig character of cheating yeah. on her. And so, you know, whatever. I mean, at the same time, 
you know how much I, I don't like comic book movies. But, you know, it's what it is. It's a popcorn movie. And like everybody, that's all it is. people are saying that it's ham-handed Ugh. and and cheesy. But like that's, you, you, like I said on That's Facebook. your entire generation. Well, here's what I said on. You like Old Spice commercials and shit, you know? It's just like, of course you want to bludgeon over your head, you know? You can't catch the subtleties. Go here's ahead. what I said, though. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, if you use these words, if like when you criticize superhero movies, too dark, too cheesy, ham-handed. Yeah. Uh fucking have or whatever yeah anything too or yeah. hearted yeah you don't like superheroes then yeah people yeah. who dress up and fight crime aren't <laughs> subtle <laughs> they are yeah, yeah this is true <laughs> unrealistic pretend yeah. outrageous they're usually named after some animal and shit <laughs> like it's not and this is why the dark knight ruined movies or comic book movies yeah. specifically because everybody now expects every comic book movie to be a grounded in a reality sort plot of yeah. driven yeah realist and you can't do that with wonder woman yeah yeah, they want every every superhero movie. Why are you, you saying that? Because you're a sexist. You so. need to be able to. They people want you to be able. Right. If you remove the superhero parts, is this still a good movie? Yeah. Most likely, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they exactly. tried to make the Avengers with yeah. Yeah. British detectives. It stinks. <laughs> the British Avengers is awful. No, you're you're. you're t- <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with your assessment. At the same time, you know, I cannot stand. Car- uh, for me, bitching about fucking. Did you get comic to the? Movies, did you get to like the eightiesness of the movie? Well, I only got to the first meeting between her and the cheetah character. It's only a half an hour okay. into it. You know, so, so it's her but, first crime. But did you and, see the scene where she saves the kid in the mall? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. people didn't like that either. Well, they why? thought it was they thought it was unnecessary and cheesy. That they're because they they and you're and introducing it, her character and yeah you you're have, introducing Wonder Woman for crying out loud you have an action sequence you have to establish that she fights crime you can't just have her and part of her thing is her being it's the truth she's a crime fighter <laughs> she's also she's a goddamn crime fighter she is stunningly beautiful she's so beautiful she is a beautiful woman I mean truly and I haven't cared about this in a long time but I'm like holy shit she's a beautiful woman. <laughs> And, and, and that does it for me. A lot of close-ups of her. I, I like it. You know? you know, so yeah, I'll watch the rest of it. And, and I, I will also watch, I got through the sixth episode of the third season of The Wire. Loving that. I, I, I love been, that you're loving it. I, I've been binging it for the past like two weeks in particular. I probably watched 17 episodes in two weeks. That's a lot. I can only do two episodes in a night. I can't do, I can't just waste an entire I day. That. I respect you know? that. I Sometimes I binge, but... Only if something is like eight episodes. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, okay, you can crank through this. You know what I like too about, I watched those two things we talked about last week. I watched The Ripper. The Ripper uh, won the four, the Ripper of Yorkshire. And then I also watched the Heaven's Gate cult, man. While we get into this. I I watched the Heaven's Gate one. The Heaven's Gate one hit a chord, my friend. Well, and then you find out that a couple of them actually got castrated. Not just chemically. They got their shit cut off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was when I didn't that know guy's that. balls. They cut his balls out and, <laughs> and his back up. started swelling. We've made a terrible mistake. Uh, I mean, it's like even a gay homosexual man knew how knew how important and big a deal it was <laughs> to fucking rupture a man's testicle. We've made a grave mistake. Yeah, here. It, it is. Shouldn't uh, let people do this. You know, watching it, having the experience of kind of touched a cult briefly in my life, and I was just watching and it. They, I, I, they I, touched you too, and I realized that. <laughs> I realize that you know what uh, I'm saying. Yes, (laughs) 
I realized that I was not part of a cult. Okay, really, I wasn't. No, but, it was more but, of a. But there were elements of it that were. Do you there. know what I think Absolutely. you were part of? So did you? You do you know about the vow? Or oh, like that fucking uh, or, or the est or or the the forum? No, the forum. It's, yeah, it's like the well the vow was more like a sex cult but it started out it was an hbo max documentary i think i told you a little bit yeah about yeah it. We, we, we touched on it a few but times. it's it's basically like it was a cult that was masked in this like business seminar type thing of oh like, yeah we yeah. teach you how to be a better executive you take our fucking you yeah. spend 1500 bucks and you take our you you follow our philosophy yeah like it wasn't so much a cult in that they were it was like a, a society it was just meetings you went to every month or something yeah. like yeah that. yeah yeah and it was it was very much done by uh, industrial psychologists who, you know, you're there to make a buck. You're there to prove your worth and your value, you know. So it came out of that sort of camp. And it was certainly it was much more of a of a it was a self-help thing. You know, it was kind of a Tony Robbins a bit. But that's more optimistic than this. This had more of a hard edge to it. What I was involved with. There's no doubt about it. So some of the things in the Heaven's Gate cult that actually resonated with me from my experience for five months, I was part of a group that was called the School for Exceptional Living. That was the name, which is a classic that name. Checks the box. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the names. That exactly. Checks, checks the, the box. box. And I was in a, you know, Basically, there were three points, maybe four points made by the scholars they spoke with during the course of the episode that I was like, yeah, that's what I experienced. But like, here's the things we didn't have. We didn't all wear the same uniform. Right. We didn't all have the same haircut. You didn't have like a color sash system where you like worked your way up or anything like that. Yeah, nothing like that. No lieutenants and stuff like that. There was no ranks or anything. You were your name. You know, uh, we didn't just pull up, pull up stakes. I'm Adam. Oh, man. <laughs> we didn't did just you cry. Did they make you break down? Oh, there were some breaking you broke down. It down. Oh, a lot of folks did. A lot of folks, including myself. Uh, but, but then there was uh, we, we'd pull the stakes. You know, we didn't just pull the stakes out and go live in campgrounds for for like 20 years. Like, wow, that, that that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty intense decision, you know, to do that. You know, they weren't I mean, they were taking our money in the sense of they were overcharging us for their service, but they weren't uh, taking our money in the sense of, oh, we were handing over all of the money, you know. So, yeah. so you know, it, it really was not a cult what I was part of. It was definitely a businessman. You know, you know, it wasn't a good experience for me, but here's how it was like a cult to me. Here's how what I did was similar to Heaven's Gate cult. Here's the similarities. The main thing was uh, they catch people at a weak point or not a weak point, but just a point of questioning that's going on in a, in a person's mind. Right. You know, they've gotten right. out of a relationship. Someone died. They're they've gay. been fired. Yeah, there could be a sexuality thing in there. There's a, what feels like a pretty, you know, difficult yeah. life moment. Because we all, we all know Marshall liked the Apple Whites. Oh, too. yeah. He was obviously a disturbed repressed homosexual it's, it's tragic i mean homophobia is part of it my too, favorite right? part is when they buy the so they buy a telescope to look at the yeah. fucking comet and they they can't see it's like well the telescope's broke, wrong obviously and i like the telescope guy he goes they said they were looking for the companion of hale bob <laughs> we can't see the companion yeah it's yeah i mean they we that, want the companion it never got to the point of a break from reality but we certainly had a nomenclature there was definitely different wording and different, you know, names and stuff. We didn't change our names, but it was like there was a certain way people spoke that yeah. was different. It was we not talked like, like the, the dude from fucking uh, from Big Lebowski, you know, and, and just like, you know, certain words that, you know, there were jargony, you know, oh, that person shut down. 
they're shut down meaning yeah they have kinda, no you know no access to their emotions that's kind of how this know? the vow cult was of just like you have bad data you have bad data yeah, everything yeah, yeah. was data it, and they called like the 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 philosophies of the cult was called technology yeah. which is one of the things that annoys the fuck out of me about the documentary yeah stop calling it technology yeah yeah the rules <laughs> oh I, I know what's well, another thing you see they didn't call it rules right it was called agreements like you, you have to agree to do these things but but you agree to it with your free will you have to agree to always speak to your highest truth to not hide any of your emotions when you're in the group so it was like a real close your eyes and put your the, face in this pillow ass up <laughs> cheeks spread no, that, that, that that was not part of it but it, it, it's time for the agreement uh, it, it, it was uh so they used different language and terminology, and, and it was a lot of people who were, I think, going through some tough times in their life, you know, uh, humorless people, truly humorless this people. This sales show is just called At Home with Rick. Did, Let's see what Rick is selling. Like when you watch that Heaven's Gate call, didn't you get the sense they had a terrible sense of humor? The people on the call had a oh. horrific sense well, of humor. Well, I don't humor. know if you knew it. At some point, they ran into a couple boneheads. Yeah. And he says, you know, you know, you said you were looking for a bonehead and we just ran into the real McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who says the phrase real McCoy earnestly, <laughs> you know, you're, you're a dork, bro. I, I probably use it all the time. The real yeah. McCoy. <laughs> no, I don't say that. But, Boy, but these the nachos, is, this fucking Baja burritos, the real McCoy. <laughs> it, it was watching it. So there definitely were some similarities with, with the terminology and nomenclature. Uh, you know, a different language. Uh, you know, I wasn't told about we had to go on these retreats. You, you were required to go on three retreats during the year. And then you had follow up classes to those retreats. Well, they didn't tell that to me when I joined the group. You thought it was just had, one and done. I, I thought it was like, oh, it, it's a weekly meeting you have. You have a one hour group. It was like group therapy. It was a group therapy session for an hour, which was something you know, Sequel, people baby. did. You know, people did. You know, you know, group therapy was something that we remember the show Dear John, Judd Hirsch. Judd Hirsch was like the leader, the facilitator of Dear John, which was about group therapy. Group therapy does not work for me. I got to go individual. This is, you know, with other people and, and speaking your truth. And like, if you have a sexual attraction for anybody, you have to make it be known. You know, stuff like that. It's like Christmas story part two, Crow. Oh, God. This this 2012. The, the, the makeup is 2012. Oh, God. This is a is this Hallmark. <laughs> Right, is, Hallmark has are these, is Hallmark she, has miles on this. You better put a fucking little respect on the name of Hallmark Christmas. Is movies. that a woman? Stupid. I can't tell. I mean, is it a lesbian? And, um, like a Sally Jesse Raphael inspired lesbian? Uh, you know. Yeah. Is that Ricky Lake? I don't. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> but no, with uh, but watching this Heaven's Gate cult thing, what I thought was good about it. Here's what was interesting to me, Keith. Uh, having gone through the experience, when I did that for five months and I made the decision to leave, it was a difficult decision to leave the group because I went in there with certain expectations that they took advantage of, you know? They said I was going to go to the next phase. Well, what there was certain... I was still waiting on the next th phase. That whole theme of, like, growth is such a... What, what the fuck do you actually mean by growth? I mean... I, Define that for me, okay? And how? What I didn't like about the group, it was like the Henry Ford production line to psychological health. You know who's going if through you, some growth right now? The boys right now, right here, an emergency. Exactly. Have they have a lot in there with his mustache. Yo, Holmes, SA. You know, <laughs> I come across. Well, we didn't plan it. Is that Jablonski? Hey, I've got my mustache. It's Jablonski. Those are the two cops that found the. Th fetus. That dude's in Roadhouse. 
He's the guy who hires uh, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. The dog. That's the act. Yeah, the dog. The Those two cops are the cops. Those are the. That's the people that found the fetus in Koreatown. <laughs> they found a fetus in you Koreatown. Know, oh man! That, and thought it was a six-month-old ooh, baby. No, it was a six-month-old baby that they were ooh. like, "This is that's so cop lingoy of just like you know we find. Hey, Dale, I found a fetus over here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a fucking I, fetus. They were like, actually, that is a toddler. Dave, one of the things I do like about the wire again is those younger cops are like total idiots. They're kind of idiots. Fetish, hoke and shit. Yeah, I mean, but 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 it's but yeah. So was it like a back alley abortion, basically? Is that what was going on, or just a squat and thrust and fucking move on? God, out of a moving car and the fucking momentum breaks the fucking umbilical cord. Come on, that's. I mean, come on, you got to have easy access to abortion. I mean, that's just that's just what there should be. You know, oh, this was a yeah, she was a funny star. girl. My mom, my mom authentically Babs. had a, I think had a lesbian attraction to Barbara Streisand. I don't get it. But my mom, because she just remained herself. What, untalented? She, she, <laughs> <laughs> she never, she never got a nose job. She was just oh, an wow, unconventional be- beauty. She just, she just played by her own rules. No, she's, she's not. Com- she is completely affected. Do you want to know who Barbara fu- Streisand is an affected woman. You want to know who the fuck you know? played by their own rules and is truly talented? Bette Midler, because they yeah. let her be ugly. Yeah. yeah. If you are, a, if they let you be ugly, then you're talented. Yeah. Bette Miller's great. I love Bette Miller. The little sister. Bette Miller is Barbara Streisand. The little, That's the working class Barbara Streisand. The right? little Sorry, sister and Ferris Bueller couldn't hack it. She oh, had yeah. Jennifer nose. She Gray. She fixed her nose and yeah. lost her career. Yeah. She, if she would have just been comfortable being allowed to be the weird big nose girl. Yeah. Yeah. She would have had a career. Absolutely. Oh, she was, a, she was being groomed. She was the they, dirty uh, They were allowing her to Is that to Omar Sharif? Probably. Let's go. Let's go back and see. <laughs> World-renowned bridge player. Omar Sharif. I think they still have like the newspapers. I think they still have the Omar Sharif like bridge, you know, tips. Ah, oh, fuck. You ever do that? We got a we got a we got a free oh, situation okay. going on. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. go. Back. Indie film. Jack Frost. No. Yeah. Wait. Wait. What we want? We gotta get back to that. Man. I get the the remote's frozen. I might okay. have to fucking. It's okay, man. It's all good. The the we lights are slowly dying, Uh-oh. like they stayed lit. Yeah. You got to get new new batteries. Right? No, they're new. It's a it's just a everything here. It's all wireless. All this wireless shit. Yeah. It's all got Wi-Fi running through it. It's yeah. all it always reboots. I'm gonna have to fucking turn off the TV here. Really, what happens, in man? A second. But yeah. So yeah, we know we were talking about uh, emergency and growth. Oh yeah, back to Heaven's Gate. I was uh, what I liked about the, the the two guys who got up. The guy who had that voice that he had a hard time speaking. He was difficult to listen to. He kind of annoyed me, but. Uh, and the other guy who was very honest was just like he f- I mean, he felt foolish, like he was so brainwashed by the organization that he left it. And he, he still felt like he uh, like they still had their hooks in him, you know. And, and to me, Keith, th- that was the lingering effect. It, it took me a year and a half to get over that experience of being in that cult. It took me a year and a half, you know. That's a long time to shake it. Yeah. Just to be like, okay, this is just, this was just not right. This was just not the right fit for me. The Henry Ford production line to psychological health does not work. They had a whole series of exercises. One of the group, the car guy, Henry Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, it was, it was like the, no, it, my point is it was the Henry Ford production line to psychological health. Yeah. Oh, if you do these 12 steps, you will somehow be healthy. It'd be funny if some line yeah. worker stumbled upon some literature from Henry Ford. <laughs> well, no, but the point is, yeah, well, Anti-Semitic Henry Ford, but the point is with uh, with uh, 
it, you know, you did certain exercises. One of the, you had to graduate out of a, I was in a transformation lab. That's what it was called. Transformation lab. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. You hear the name Transformation Lab? You should leave that organization right away. So that, that when I was the group that I was oh, in, yeah, it was called the Transformation Lab. You're either lab. in a cult or you're joining the Men in Black. It, it's like it's like it, it, they were very they were trying to create these like kind of weird spiritual warriors. It was they came, for, but one thing that was very similar too is that it was a man and a woman. It was a couple, Bob and Judith Wright, who I thought was kind of, they were an odd couple. They didn't have kids. I don't know why they didn't have kids. I don't know what was going, on, but they were very Christian. They were very. They went to Wheaton College, so there was a very much a Christianity kind of themed in it, a certain form of Christianity that I just don't really. I'm, I'm not down with. Uh, it was very much like a hard, sort of tough, like speak your mind, say really critical things. Like there wasn't really a, a, a impulse control. Like it was people attacking each other a lot of the time. I think this remote is dead, broke. Yeah, well, it happens. But, well, I mean, that's a I'm problem. Telling, I'm telling my having a gate story. Well, we can't yeah. change channels now. Yeah, that's a, well, you know, we, we'll be able, we'll figure it out. Just we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We're stuck on Jack Frost. We're oh, watching yeah. Jack Frost <laughs> starring Michael Keaton. <laughs> So, so yeah, it, it just, uh, so that was a similarity when I left that organization, it took me a lot and I left and I got attacked. I got attacked by the people in my group hard. I got attacked hard for bailing. Yeah, absolutely. You're quitting and you know, you weren't, you're not ready. You, 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 you never just ready, you know, and a real like, but, but after I left three other people in that group left within a month afterwards. So, you know, I, I took the plunge. I, I can't believe lumps. I watched you while you slept Adam. You know, <laughs> I thought you were going to be something. Well, yeah, or just, yeah, the whole, <laughs> just, I mean, all attacking. You're out of touch with yourself. You're in your head. I just I'm, made I'm, the biggest sale in my life. <laughs> if you fire me, I'll blow up this whole building and everybody in it. Oh, That's that, what they told you. That was an episode of KRP. Yeah, that, that was the bomb episode. I remember that one. Something that came in with like, that was back when criminals had like sticks of dynamite and, and a big alarm clock around. That was like, yeah. around there. They had like eight sticks of dynamite. I'm going to blow it. I say, I'm going to blow it. Not I think it's hilarious. under a coat. Not well at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did you make it through the entrance before exactly. they stopped you? It's because security was that lax, you know, but no, it, it just, uh, but so that, so it took me a year and a half. Uh, of being in that cult. And I had to go into individual counseling after that for a while. And, and that helped me get through it. That helped me get through because I was trying to work on certain issues of mine. And that organization was just not the place to go to, you know, and, you know, and, and for a long time, I beat myself up over that. Like, oh, what a stupid thing. Why did I do that? And then I just realized, so what? I made a bad decision. You know, I, I, I know who I am. I have a clearer sense of who I am now. You know, it's, it's just whatever. It was just a mistake. You know, that's all. But I used to beat myself up over it a lot. Like, so the end of that, the end of the Heaven's Gate cult, when those two guys were going to get together at the end, like, he's going to not live in the past. He's got to live in the future. Oh, yeah. He still lives in the woods. Yeah, and yeah exactly. It's it's like he, you know, he was obviously deeply scarred. By oh, and he's, uh, and he's bummed that he, I failed. I yeah, feel like yeah, I failed a class. Exactly. Like I didn't graduate and I, they all you know, got to I, graduate. I would masturbate and I go to admit it to him. It's just like, Jesus Christ. It's like, you're trying to repress a very basic thing. You know what I mean? Like, that's not always healthy you know that that's a mind-bending well, experience that guy also seems like a guy that fucking is in a cabin that has plumbing but he still shits in a bucket like he's got that vibe too yeah him. yeah he might do that yeah oh he's very much of he the might earth do that yeah i mean it's very much that 70s thing but yeah but i found that compelling that they didn't just make it cartoonish when they talked about having wet dreams yeah you nocturnal had to, you had to, emissions you had to chart if you you know i've never had a wet dream in my whole life oh i have <laughs> i have <laughs> oh 
let me brag about those. <laughs> oh, oh, I have. <laughs> no, it, it was uh, during you know, the break. I'm when you're seventeen, you, when you're in your, your teenage years, or you're in your twenties, you know, your teens, your twenties, uh, you know, I would be, I was working out a lot and stuff, and man, I would just, it was like. I had to clean the sheets all the time, man. Things were happening, you know. It was like I used to be a, a, a virile man. Not anymore. <laughs> you know, you get older, you, you sort of it, it lets loose the, the damn bus. The, uh, the, the plumbing and doesn't work. The damn bus. I'll tell you this much: when I did my lift this week, there was a Filipino woman that got in who looked me up online and was like, "You have a very nice body. Here is my number. I write number down for you." <laughs> she gave me her number. <laughs> That's hilarious. In the lift, which is, I mean, it's such a cross section. Oh, it's such a risky, bizarre thing to do, too, by the way, because it's of COVID. Like, literally, there isn't a single open ice intensive care unit bed in, in the county. Not one. Oh, yeah. Not it's one a terrible is open. situation. I mean, it's like there's a person dying, they're saying every 10 minutes, you know? It's a 9 11 every day. It, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a crisis. There's no fucking doubt about it. it it's, it has stretched our overpriced and poorly run medical system. And it is broken in a lot. It's it's going to get worse, too. I mean, whatever. Myron Orfield, man, when we were first talking about this, this guy, the epidemiologist that I've paid attention to, he called the numbers right away. He And I think he initially said 1.6, I think, to 2.4. And then he came back and said like 800,000 to 1.4. And I think that... He says it's going to be 800,000 to 1.4 million people are going to die, which we're on the pace to do that right now. I mean, if, if 3,000 people a day die, that's 90,000 people a month. Shit, you can get to 800,000 in a hurry. If you already got 300,000 behind you, you, know, you, can, get, you can get to 800,000 know, pretty quickly. You know? So I, I think that's a distinct possibility. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I think it's going to be over a million people. Oh, is, Kelly, is that Kelly Preston? Well, I can't find out, Crow, because I oh, can't right. get the information. Hey, man. I'm hey. joking. I'm just hey, joking. Man. Yeah, I'm I don't just want you to, kidding. No, no. I don't want you to get in your head. I don't, I don't want you to bum out about it. I don't want you to affect your performance, Keith. You know, it's like, Let me, I got it's to okay, Google buddy. It. I have to go to the real information source, the internet. She's cute. Yeah, that's for sure. She's a pretty woman, you know. Yeah. I think that's Kelly Preston. It is. Yeah. Now that I cried at the end of this movie when I first saw it. What's it called again? Jack Frost. So Michael Keaton dies and gets and becomes a snowman. And hangs out with his boy as yeah. a snowman. And then obviously at the end of the movie, he melts. he melts and he has to finally say goodbye to his dad. Dog, it's a tearjerker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. What it's year did this come out? Tear- 98, 98. 98? Yeah. This God, was I'm like the touch, return of man. Michael Keaton. God, I'm out of touch. He really. He, <laughs> I don't know Jack Frost. I'm he so kind of went away. <laughs> He kind of oh, went I remember yeah, Keaton, Keaton, because Keaton was huge. He kind of did a Bill Murray After thing, Batman, I think he kind of went away. Yeah, after that run. Yeah, after that run. You know, I, I think, think he, he was upset. so big. Well, he was upset that he didn't win an Oscar for Multiplicity because that is a fucking masterpiece. Really? You never I've saw never Multiplicity? I never saw it. So he, Multiplicity is a comedy. He plays a stay-at-home dad who's overwhelmed. So he learned, he figures out how to clone himself. But each clone is a different part of the aspect of his personality. Okay. And he plays like nine different people. Wow. So like anger it's or great. happy. Let's or, yeah. pop on the trailer for Multiplicity. Hey, man. I, 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 mean, I remember people like saying it was good. I, I, I never saw it. But yeah, but Keaton, you know, Keaton was a, you know, Keaton is a respected actor, you know? Well, now he is because he did Birdman and shit. Well, back, I mean, back then, he just when he did fedora. Ba- gotta, when, he did ba- when he did Batman, when I was 20, that was like a, a casting choice. Like, whoa, they're taking a risk. This well, guy who does comedies. They were like, this is a This comedian. guy who does comedies. Yeah, yeah. Why is he doing that? And so it was a, go. he was a star. I mean, dude, 
he was the original Batman. Right? I mean, a nerd like you must put Michael well, Keaton in a, in a certain first. place. Oh, my yeah. family is a close second. I'm a, I'm a distant third bringing up the rear. By a miracle of modern science. By a miracle. A little time for myself. Doug Kinney is about to get the one thing he needs more of. Doug? Your clone. Himself. So, uh, no, no, no. What, the, what, do I what year did this come out? 90? No. Oh, wait. Is this 98? No, no, this, this was, was 94, I think. This, I think so. Now, this is more of an early mid 90s vibe versus a 90s. This is right around Mr. Mom. No, Mr. Mom was 83, dude. Really? Oh, Mr. Mom was old. Mr. Mom was. That's my first introduction. Oh, no, it was uh, uh, the, the pimp movie with Henry Winkler. Uh, Ron Howard. Around. I'll get the dishes, and I'll drive the kids to school. Thanks. Two dogs Night shift. to share the load. Night shift and Mr. Mom. I suggest we all do them every morning. Find out what he had for breakfast. But it's still that not enough character dogs. actor. I hate to ask you, honey, but could you pick up the kids? To get the job done. Two. He's got California baby boomer money. That's his life. Twelve years old. It's break time. It is. And Doug, I think it's that twelve-year-old that's saying, Doug. How about a visit? You need, you need time for Doug. What a suck. No. With three people. <laughs> meeting start yet? Well, you're already in the meeting. Sharing the life of one man. Did you see me in the meeting? Differences are developing. What are you doing? I'm having a smoke. What's it look like? Personalities are emerging. I fold once. And then, tuck, tuck, fold, TTF. And no air is in there because what? Airs are enemy, isn't it? And their problems are beginning to He's multiply. Great. It's an Academy like, Award performance. Like where did he come from? We made a copy from two. And you know how sometimes you make a copy of a copy, it's not quite as sharp as, well, the original. This summer... Oh, yeah. And this is a preview, man. This is like the entire movie. Yeah, it is. This movie, this preview is like three minutes long. How many of you are there? One of them's like retarded, yeah. There ends up being a retarded one. Michael Keaton. Nobody. That font. My wife. That font is. It's a comedy. Hey, hey, hey. It's called Screwballs. You know? When that woman wants something, Doug, there is no stop. The Celestine 90s crap. Multiplicity. Hey, Rain Man. Run back in there and floss yourself, buddy, all right? Rain Man was still a relevant reference. Harold, Harold Ramis, Ramis directed, directed it, that. man. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> we both caught that right away. I saw the. I saw a little bit of Caddyshack today. It's so. And you know dated. what? It doesn't hold up. Uh, you know, some of the Rodney Dangerfield is still funny. Yeah, he's fucking funny in that. His lines are pretty funny when he when he. I ain't when he paying fun- no fifty cents for no coke. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing. Like that whole, he was like a tough guy. You know, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but Dangerfield, what, what, what is it? What is it? Yeah, Wang and I. No offense, Wang and I have invested. We got land on the we, good we, side. On the good side. And his don't, hey, Wang, God. don't tell him you're Jewish. <laughs> don't tell me when he. I fucking. That's a great I, line. I laughed at that loud out loud today watching that line. I laughed out out loud today watching that line. You know, but it's uh, it is old. It's dated. God, making that movie, I guess, like the behind the scenes of making that movie. I'm sure it was so much fun. All, I guess they just partied the entire time, which it makes perfect sense. You're making it. It's a relatively simple plot line. It's just, okay, let like six comedic actors do their thing, you know? I mean, Ted Knight is very funny in that. He plays a very, it's a ham, it's ham-handed. 
He plays a very, you know, that, that hoity-toity guy. He's hilarious, though. He's got a certain comedic personality that's totally... Ted Knight's a good comedic actor. Oh, yeah. He's good in that, Well, I he think. was big for Mary Tyler Moore. Absolutely. He, that he had, like, a whole persona. He's almost like a professional wrestler that was building that character on fucking... Oh, for, like, 20 Mary years, Tyler Moore, too, yeah. And then they just let him unleash it on yeah. fucking... Just be Ted... Be the fucking news guy from Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> well, he, he over a, the top. Too Close for Comfort was a popular sitcom on ABC. It had a six or seven year run What's with the him. one where he's got like nine kids is that the one where he's I think got children uh maybe i think it could be too too close for comfort i never i didn't watch much of it but it was with uh god who was that guy who was uh the gay guy that had um god, what was his name again famous gay actor out here he's three names can't think of his boy name. you're really narrowing the pool there. <laughs> yeah there's there's not you know the gay guy who happens to Which, act the, the out ones or the closeted ones <laughs> but he was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Who was that guy again? I'm trying to think who it was. You know, that was too close. Caddyshack was his last movie. Yeah, it probably was. He too, died right oh, after it was that. A John, not John J. Bullock. Was that his name? John J. Bullock. Yeah, because he did a talk show with Tammy Faye Baker. I knew a guy who was a producer on that. He was hilarious. He told me. He would tell me stories. About yeah, just, too close for comfort. Did it, uh, run, did it run from '83 to '87? No, 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 no. '86. In 86, the show became the Ted Knight Show and saw Henry Rush retire from cartooning and become whatever, the new format. Well, yeah, 87, I think. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, because he, I mean, he, he was a sitcom star. You know, yeah. He was a TV guy. That was probably big that they, like, he, a, like oh, my God, Ted Knight's in a oh, movie. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, he yeah, didn't do that yeah. many movies. I no, mean, yeah, from he really 60 wasn't. to 80, he was in, like, 20. Yeah. But he did like, he did, some. like, a movie a year. Yeah. Early 60s, he did a lot, but... Once he got on Mary Tyler Moore, he did a movie just called Hitler. He played a major. <laughs> 64 Nightmare in Chicago. But from, yeah, 67, he, he was in MASH, offstage dialogue. Wow. Cold Turkey, 1971, uncredited, and yet Caddyshack. So yeah. 75 to 80, he didn't do shit. That was Mary Tyler Moore then, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, Mary Tyler Moore went from 70 to like 78, I think. I caught the tail end of Mary Tyler Moore. A lot of women, second wave feminist women, like Mary Tyler Moore was sort of a respected character. Well, because it taught you that you can put, you can turn the world on with a smile <laughs> and that you can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile because it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each breath and every little moment, uh, are you, you uh, can, I, love <laughs> is all around, why don't you take it? I'm with Isaac Mizrahi. Remember? You're gonna, gonna make it. it after all. My dad gets emotional listening. It makes him think of his divorce listening. Really? To, I think that's one of those songs that like that, the Family Ties song really strikes a chord with my father. Yeah. <laughs> she throws the hat in the air yeah really put downtown yeah. minneapolis on it was the a map. minneapolis because and, and she was wearing a uh the reason why i kind of liked it is she would wear fran tarkin in jersey and, and i was a minnesota viking fan yeah by the way uh not a good football team right now the minnesota vikings no <laughs> i'm not surprised my bears are, um, are fucking stumbling their way into the playoffs to, which to is me, how i like it Exactly. Just, just classic Bears fashion. Classic Bears. Sneak in and then just get smoked in the first round. They're going to get rid of Trubisky. He's going to be he's going to be Ryan Tannehill on another team. No, no, no. Uh, no. Well, yeah. Who knows? People Tannehill. have often compared him to Ryan Tannehill. That Tannehill's like, an okay quarterback. That like maybe it's just the organization that like he needs to go somewhere to yeah. be good. Well, he also has uh, Derrick Henry as a running back. Right? Is Derrick Henry is the guy? Yes. Yeah. He, and yeah. he's 
he's the best running back in football right now. Yeah, and it's so, rare that he's done it three years in a row. I didn't draft Derrick Henry in fantasy because I had him the year before, and I was like, you know, you kind of see it. Like, running backs got three all pro years in them, and then it starts declining, yeah. especially once you see once you start seeing 30 carries a game for yeah. a whole season, you're just like, oh, that's a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. I think Colin Coward, who I hate, yeah. uh, said something I agree with where he said, after 400 total carries there it starts falling apart and that includes high school you like high school it's not a lot college you you run like you get a lot like you don't run that much but like he was like once you're in the pros you're already at a couple hundred carries yeah or like two three I, I, I disagree with that in the sense of... Or he might have even said six or 700 carries. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of guys get a lot of carries in, in college, yeah. too. But I, I would just, you know, the game feels different now in the sense of when I watched the tackling, of course, I also watched an amateur football team try and tackle yesterday. And six touchdowns. <laughs> six touchdowns. And I'm I'm facing Kamara in the championship game of my... Of my that's almost... I'm as, in the fantasy championship game for the second year in a row. I'm going for back-to-back titles. almost like that one time where Mitch Trubisky threw six seven touchdowns in a game <laughs> that was fun that was fun to watch. so but it was but watching the i think the tackling now it and this could be old man crocious this is old well, man they can't crocious. tackle so they just exactly don't. so so a guy like henry is like 255 pounds he is going to just bowl over people for a while mm-hmm. and it, this isn't james wilder when i was growing up james wilder Tampa Bay Buccaneer running back. They were like forearm people. Do, do you know? Do you know how many he, he carried the ball one time? Four hundred and seven times in a year. Four hundred and seven times. If you get like to two eighty, you've carried it a shitload. Dude, in the I modern rewatched. NFL now. I rewatched the 49ers versus Dallas Cowboys in '94, the NFC title oh, yeah, game. Yeah, what a boring ass fucking game. <laughs> really? They ran the ball. Now I get it. It's yeah. Emmitt Smith. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm not saying, but. Yeah. Holy shit, does Troy Aikman never throw the fucking yeah. football? Yeah, Troy Aikman benefited from having an exceptionally talented team I around him. Do you know what? 90s football was classic. You use your run game to get down the field, and then you would dunk a little three-yard touchdown. That was Troy yeah. Aikman's little passing feat. I think that's what made Favre so special, is they were like, this guy throws touchdowns. Oh, it's like, downfield. this field. guy throws bombs. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were strong-arm quarterbacks before that, certainly. But I feel like you know? throwing a bomb was frivolous back then. It was seen as a last gasp. Like, you, you don't throw an 80-yard pass unless you're losing and well, need to score. Nah, no, it's... Well, the, the Raiders were not that way, and there were certain teams that would throw the ball downfield and have Old some success. Air Corielli or whatever. Uh, that uh, The Vikings used to throw it, but you know something? Not, it ain't like now. I mean, now it's just the game Tarkenton is so different. had the pass record for a long for, time. For 18 years, he had the most he touchdowns. he played for so long, too. Exactly. He played for like 20 years, didn't he? Played, he played from 1961 to 1978. So he's the first guy I remember being the Viking quarterback. You know, so uh, and he broke the record. You know, he has th- and here's a here's how exponentially and held the record for 18 yeah. years. And here's how exponentially it's grown, though. He had the yards record, too. Absolutely. And it's it, it was it, like forty three thousand. Yeah, there are someone made this point. There are quarterbacks who have that now and they're considered like, like terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, like not good. Exactly. Like I think Ryan Tannehill has like 50,000 yards passing. <laughs> I don't know if he has that, but I bet you he's got over 30. Yeah. Like between 30 and 40. I bet you he does. I had him a couple times in fantasy and he had big games. So he's fit in the right system, but he, it's not totally dependent upon him, I think. So I think that actually helps him a little bit, but he's good enough that he can still throw it downfield and manage it well too. Plus, I think he's a pretty good athlete. You know, uh, Tannehill can run a little bit. I feel like Trubisky is a good athlete. That Viking team. I knew when they gave up 199 yards rushing to the 
David to the Montgomery. shitty Bears, that Bear team blows. They need to work from the play action and, and, and more then, often, though. And, and you know, the Vikings. You understand, you know, Keith. This is an important point. The Vikings have two starters from their defense last year playing. They have an entirely oh, different... thought of Linville Joseph? You know, yeah, he's gone. They don't, have Everson, Joseph. they don't have Everson Griffin. They didn't have Daniil Hunter. They don't have uh, Anthony Barr. They didn't have Kendricks, who is their best defensive player. Linville. Exactly. <laughs> but no, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the formal British name. Winston. Oh, Winston Bennett. No, but but it's uh, he played bass for the Whalers. <laughs> no, but it was uh, I don't know what accent that was. But with the uh, with watching them, uh, I, I, their defensive line they weren't they couldn't tackle yesterday, and, and that's not like them. I mean, you know, Zimmer prides himself on defense, and so this is I mean they got smoked and whatever. Yeah, John I, Idy said because we're in a group chat with Idy, and yeah. he's, he lives in Minneapolis yeah. again. And once the Bears, because the Bears almost blew that fucking game. Yeah, well, there was an yeah, opportunity, yeah. but yeah. once. He said he was like, we gave up all those yards and Zimmer's a defensive coach. He was like, that's his job. Zimmer's it, fired. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be fired over that. He Maybe should. he should be. I, I've always been. Listen, here, here's my opinion of him. And I am a cynical, skeptical fan. I think relatively well-educated and no Viking lore. Uh, I have been disappointed in him in that he can't string together two good years in a row. They're good every other year. They were good in 2015 when they should have won that playoff game that Blair Walsh. They, they, they won that game. They should have Part won Part of that. me wonders if Zimmer's an asshole because he seems to run a lot of guys out of well, town. Well, he's, he, he's, he's very dry. But the one thing about him, I guess, he's just a very no-nonsense coach. Of just He just speaks. He, he, yeah. he has no sort of games. Some players respond well to that. And they but he, don't, he, yeah. he, can't, he can't string together two good years in a row. 2015, 2017, last year. They won a playoff game last year year you know i mean they got smoked by the 49ers but they won 11 games last year if you include the playoff win on the road against the saints who are a good team and they won a playoff game so it's like i kind of defend them but you know they had to totally clean house with their salaries because they're overpaying Kirk cousins they're paying him 33 million dollars a year i didn't think they were going to extend him too i thought the whole i thought the whole lust behind the Kirk cousins deal was instead of signing him to an eight-year big contract you give them four years 80 million dollars you try and win a super bowl in those four years and if you don't it's over four years we we didn't spend like yeah. the whole the 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 new move now is you don't want to be locked into a bad with a bust yeah so i thought the whole thing was like well we're only going to have them for four years because we're trying to win a, a fucking chip yeah well they they uh they signed him for three years and then they extended his contract after last year because I think they were like, oh, he, he made a breakthrough. They he won a playoff game on a road. They basically you know? gave him the yearly money if you were to sign a 10-year max deal, but in a three-year deal. So yeah. they were like, yeah. we'll give you $60 million, yeah. but it's going to be $25 million a year. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, they extended him out. He makes $33 million a year, and they have him for two more years. And I'm just like, okay, then you have to get a line that actually works consistently. That boy They're, fumbles, the, dude. Oh, C- Cousins? Oh, it's all the time. All the fucking time. Oh, he doesn't throw many picks. It's because he fumbles. There hasn't been a game he hasn't fumbled 
since he's played with them. He never, he always even fumbles. if he gets it back, he get he, like, uh, he yes, gets it knocked out. He fumbles out. all the fucking time. He fumbles like twice a game. I'm being dead serious. Now it's their offensive line. They cannot get their offensive line to get consistent. So I don't know. It, it bums me out because they have elements of a pretty good team. They actually have some elements in there. I think Cook's a pretty good running back. I think that guy Jefferson from LSU was very good. I think Adam Thielen's a very good receiver. And they got this guy Irv Smith, who's a tight end in his second year out of Alabama. He had two touchdowns yesterday. He was nicked up. That sounds he's like an old future. man. That sounds like Irv a guy Smith. that fucking shines yeah. the helmets that they fuck that gives him good <laughs> oh, luck. Oh, he's old <laughs> Irv taps us on our shoulder every morning. <laughs> Irv Smith, <laughs> Irv Smith Jr. They have that, and then on defense they have Kendrick still they still have Harrison Smith Hunter was hurt they still got Anthony Barr uh, so they have I think some names in there that are actually decent players but there's just always a flaw now their kicking game sucks again it's just like Bailey missed an extra point yesterday it's you just know like, what the issue is too and this is where I will hate and love Chicago New York any aggressive city your fans are too polite. Oh, I know. You got too I many. Know. Oh, I guess they're, you know, that's disappointing and all, yeah, but you know, yeah. we go and have fun. Yeah. You need to fucking go throw a brick through that owner's window <laughs> and get a little loud. <laughs> yeah. Cause it just feels like, you know, so, so the original point of this, I, I actually still wouldn't fire Zimmer. And maybe I'm maybe I'm off on this, but they just I think there's enough talent there and they're young on defense, but there's some ability in there. Their D line was all backups and third stringers this year. That's literally yeah. all they had the entire year. They got worn out. They just I mean, they, they got worn down. So I feel like there's some ability in there still, but it's still a young defense. So they're gonna have to draft a pass rusher or something. And also th- th- their guards, their offensive linemen, their guards are literally the worst guards in football. They are like pro football focus. They're like, I mean, they're of 66 guards. They're like 67. Yeah, but you know, yeah, I mean, they're not good. They have a few good linemen, but they can't pull. I don't like they're they're trying to do a zone blocking scheme, like a zone blocking scheme. where It's what the the, uh, Broncos did in the late 90s when they won their two Super Bowls. A smaller offensive line that can get downfield a little bit better. You know, and it's like it's uh, good for your running game. Yeah. Well, in theory, it creates holes and they got a good run block. Michael Keaton's band is playing while his son's playing hockey. They're fucking their their pass blocking is garbage. Their pass blocking is garbage. So their run blocking is okay, but their pass, when it's an obvious passing situation, when they're in the red zone, Cousins gets sacked all the time. All the time. Against the the Buccaneers, against the Buccaneers, they got down to the five-yard line twice on drives. He got sacked on back-to-back plays or back at the 20, and Bailey missed field goals terribly. So it's like people talk about him missing the field goal. It's because Cousins got sacked on back-to-back plays. They were going to go in for touchdowns, but their offensive line, when it really matters, cannot hold up for pass protection. So they get destroyed in pass protection. I really thought Michael Keaton would be dead by now. I forgot it took this long. Look at those sideburns. What 90s sideburns? Yeah, absolutely. He looks like the fucking guitarist of Sugar Ray. That, that's, <laughs> uh, why would you just leave that puppy outside? What an asshole. Glad you're dead. So right. has he been told that he's got cancer? Is he no, he dies freakishly. It's like a, it's like an accident. It's like a car accident. Does he die here? It's coming up. In the home? Do you want to ease into a break? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going to ease into a break here. We'll yeah. be back cool. on the other side. Awesome. Tomorrow, but there ain't no way to deny it. Someday you're gonna buy it. 
streets and free parking. It's all yours at Fairman Funeral. At Blue Cross Blue Shield, we've been protecting millions of people for over 75 years. It's what gives us the experience and understanding to help you find a plan that fits where you are today and where you'll be tomorrow. Get spring break styles for the entire family. Tees and tanks for just $5 and thousands of other amazing styles all on sale. Run to Old Navy. There are moments that define who we are, what we stand for, and where we're going. Made with pride. Crafted with passion. Jeep Cherokee. Find love again. Right on the Gulf Coast. Beau Rivage, a feeling like no other. To succeed in our ever-changing, busy world, you've got to create your own brilliant website. Wix makes it simple. Create your website today. It's easy and it's free. Every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up. Imagine waking up to the enticing aroma of bacon, sausage, fluffy eggs, and a whiff of delectable hash browns. Stop imagining. Get to McDonald's with a deluxe breakfast platter because nobody has ever woken up to the fresh smell of cereal. Oh, that's out of the ground. That's gone. It's downtown. It's on my car. It is. I'm going to hit my car. Don't believe it. Ah, oh, the downside of getting a park so close. Oh, no. All right. David Ogden Steers was in this. Goddamn right he is. And he has mash. People forget. I always forget he's not British. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was supposed to be like a Boston, a colonial kind like of Mr. Feeney from fucking Boy Meets yeah. World. <laughs> Amanda Wuss is that her name? No, Weiss Weiss. I don't know. Yeah, this was. I'm, I remember this movie being previewed during my first date I ever had. How'd the date go? Uh, it was with Tracy Olson. I was good. Fifteen. Did you years do a old. good job? Uh, I was so nervous I could barely speak because she was. Uh, she didn't know how charismatic you were. <laughs> I mean, look at me. <laughs> look at my life. No. You were a tall drink of water, that mullet, that feathered mullet. I was all skinny and gangly. I was just very, <laughs> very I mean, she was the captain of the pom-pom squad. She, she was a year older than me. You know, I was like, holy shit. This is like, I mean, I was swinging for the fences. I got set up with her by my buddy Jason Cornell. And we went and saw Vision Quest. Jason Cornell went with Stacey Graffenauer, and I went with Tracy Olsen. And I was... I had a crush on Tracy Olson for like six months afterwards. Look at young Cusack. Bright-eyed, bushy, bushy tops, not bushy-tailed. He is young there. Kisses her picture? Come on. Skiing, man. See, if this was me back then, morning wood. I had teenage morning wood all the time. You had a, th a thruster every uh, morning? And into my 20s, and I was working out. Not anymore. I, I, some had one today. There you go. At least we know it works, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, dude, I, I was ecstatic about Crow's that. Plumbing, I was happy about that. Crow's today. plumbing works, ladies and gentlemen. I, I was I was happy about that today because I'm used. To, you know, I, I, whenever I work out, it's just a good. It keeps me virile, and so I, I've been working out a little bit, walking a little bit more. So, do you know the plot to this? I've seen this movie very sporadically. On this is one of those '80s comedies, like fucking real genius, where I'm like, I've seen it, 
but like I don't yeah. really know. I know I, I have not watched Real Genius. I've actually watched enough of it to that's understand. That's early this. Kilmer. Yeah, it's what I think that movie Kilmer's first. Oh no, I think no, Booger's in that one too. Booger was in every movie in the eighties. <laughs> the guy who plays Booger from Nerds. He was also in a uh, uh, what, what? He was in Moonlight in the television series. He was he was uh, one of the I think maybe in third billing on Moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd, I believe. You know, which, which was deemed a very a funny show for its time. It was deemed kind of a... So, Lane Meyer is a teen with a peculiar family and a bizarre fixation with his girlfriend, Beth. When Beth dumps Lane, he decides to kill himself, making, Bill, uh, making bumbling attempts at suicide. Outside of his morbid endeavors, Lane spends time with his oddball buddy, Charles, and befriends Monique. Uh, a visiting French student, eventually Lane resolves to race Beth's obnoxious new bow on a ski slopes. And unex- with unexpected results. Now I remember what this is about. Wow, that plot seems convoluted to me. <laughs> I judge that the plot. Fuck, yeah, I haven't seen one second of this movie. I judge the plot. We've got David Ogden Steers dressed as the Pope. Oh, oh, oh! Is this okay? Oh, this is the local guy. Oh, he's like the guy in our neighborhood. The paper boy comes through. What is this? 1921? Like seriously, this is what it was still in the Dude, 80s. The paper you know, boy. The, oh, that was like a, a steam position. <clears throat> the paper boy. When I was younger, uh, look at him after Mash. He really yeah. blew up. <laughs> I beat you. He was. He was a known actor. You know. Morning. There we go. It's got a funny moment. What's he? Oh, is he wearing his wife's nighty? Oh, that's yeah. part of the gag too. And then it doesn't work. So in my neighborhood, the paper people, they would come at like three thirty in the morning. Yeah, I know. It was an early. <laughs> yeah, and they would fire the paper at the door. Yeah, it was a van that pulled up, <laughs> and they and they would just. Fire. Like unload it. It unload sounded it. Yeah. like someone like <laughs> it sounded like someone was banging a head off of our door. <laughs> like it would one time I because I had insomnia, so yeah. I was usually up watching uh the Lindsay Lohan version of the parent trap or Ooh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Something great like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would just hear like you would just oh, yeah. it would shit. you'd be like, Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, make a loud bang. And then I remember the I looked out and I was like, Oh, that's the fucking paper boy. Holy fuck. Yeah. Yep. Good arm. Yeah. Well, I'm sure probably an ex-high school baseball player. Hey, come on here. He can throw the I think ball. I was an old lady. Oh. I got offered to do that job. It was insane because you had to get all the newspapers. They were unrolled. You had to roll yeah, them and oh, put absolutely. them in the bags. Yep. My best friend's brother, who was, it was during his drug problem. He was like on crack delivering papers. <laughs> Ugh. What a great existence. That's the job you want if you're on crack, dude. Just a pile of paper. And they're like, roll up this paper. You're like, okay. I can do it. I can do it. I'm looking forward to it. Man. Yeah, that that, that was... David Ogden Sears with hair is off fucking pudding. <laughs> I'm used to him bald from fucking MASH. I think he and the guy who was the pedophile from Deadwood that was the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I feel like they're cut from a similar acting cloth. You like know? character acting? Yeah, or just sort of like, I don't know, there's a certain, I don't know, there's a certain physicality to them too, yeah. you know? Wasn't that guy a, a pedophile? The guy who was in De- was in Deadwood. Um, I think so. I think he did fucking diddle some people or accused. Yeah, yeah. Because they took him out of the movie. He's like in the background in a scene. They couldn't because he runs the newspaper, so you can't like not have him in the show. Yeah, but they phased him out of the reboot movie, which I kind of didn't like. I was disappointed in it. 
with with the Deadwood movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Yep. Because they didn't just. I wish they would have just ended the show. What they did was they picked it up in real time. Like the movie exists 10 years after the show. Oh, okay. And they introduce completely new things. Yeah. 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 That, that, that's, that's an odd decision. Well, again, because there, there was that, it didn't have enough money to make a fourth episode, fourth season, right? Because Deadwood is great. Yeah, they said it cost D- to too me, much money, which the, was insane at the uh, time. Uh, like, are you fucking, because then they make a show like Game of Thrones, and you're like, really, Deadwood, <laughs> co- it costs more money to make a town look like the Old West <laughs> than literally making a dragon? Uh, Ooh, that edible is kicking now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it works. I like it. Yeah, it works. It works. It comes in waves. I got the edible tilt where it (laughs) feels like you're taking off on an airplane. (laughs) But yeah, but but, but the whole, uh, um, yeah, it it, it, it was just, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, man. You know. What do we got? An outlandish broad here? Yeah. (laughs) He's a fat nerd. He's the fat nerd. He's a fat nerd's guy. This is not John Hughes, because John Hughes would not allow this to happen. No. This is a John Hughes knockoff, obviously. Oh, I'm sure. Let's this, this come on, 86? Five. 85? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I saw Vision Quest in 85. Uh, and, and that would have been a very cute girl to me. Like, like She's the French one. That's the Diane Franklin or whatever. Ooh, look at her. Afrin. Ooh. Nerds needed Afrin at the time. Yep. This is all. This is oh. This is in California. Yeah, this is definitely California. You can tell. Like, Look at how it, cool and collected he is. Look how <laughs> just fucking laid back. Oh, the right wing narrative. The Japanese are taking over. Do you understand that, Keith? The was Jap- there really a fear of the Japanese? Yes. Yes, there was a fear of the Japanese. When Trump first was running for office, it was the Japanese that had bad trade policy, not the Chinese. He just took that branding for them. The Japanese are taking over. Do you understand that? Turning Japanese, I think I'm turning (laughs) Japanese, I think, I think so. I I just heard that song again recently. Turning Japanese, Uh I think I'm turning Japanese, I think. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's got to deal with a redneck now. Like some, yeah, here we go. <laughs> what is that, Al from Happy Days? <laughs> oh, you know what it is? It's the boss from uh, from Porky's. He's from Porky's. I was Porky's. just going to say, that's Porky. Yeah, that's Porky. <laughs> Fucking Porky. Uh, I gotta and see. he's basically playing Porky. Yeah, exactly. Just play Porky. Okay. How much you paying me? 5000 All right. You know, that's probably a good little score back then for a day of acting. The, the, she obviously went to the same auditions as Elizabeth Shue, you could tell. Oh yeah. yeah, and like you know, shoe beat her out probably so yeah, much on road. Yeah, I'm. In, I always get interested in the actors who lost out. Like you know, goddamn well, Leonardo DiCaprio lost every role to River Phoenix until he died. Well, well, you know, DiCaprio was still a little bit wee young. He's wee young, but he definitely tapped into that. Like River uh, River, River Phoenix, Phoenix would have been Arnie Grape. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. And he had he not died. Well, he would have been too old for that. Probably he would have been too old. We're not going anywhere. Oh, here's where you meet Booger. I think. Booger, I know, at slopes. one point makes a on reference slopes, yeah. to how he wants to snort the co- the the snow like cocaine because he does cocaine in this. Yeah, hitting the slabs, dude. Look, yeah, there's Booger, Booger on the left. Yeah, looks like a goddamn Axl Rose magician. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> was he actually supposed to be acting in the Jack the Ripper movie? Yeah, was he in the Yorkshire Ripper? Was he? Was he? By the way, I looked it up. Peter Sutcliffe, he died this year from COVID. Yep. That guy died from COVID, which is part of the reason why must, that, that must have been released. Good timing. But what a... Uh, That's Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it is, yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. Johnny Rod Depp Lane. was in that. You Rod know what I mean? Rod Lane slaughtered her. What a 
Oh, so she's what best. A she's hunk. that's why I know her name. She's Amanda Weiss or Amanda Weiss is her yeah, name. Yeah, 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 yeah. He mistakes that. Hey, Q, yeah, Cusack. He mistakes that. What a hunk. He's on the slopes. He's a hot dude. Look at his hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fucking. Uh, <laughs> Looks like Rob Lowe. Old Ted McGinley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking- exactly. <laughs> it's got to be him. It's, it's kind of like Lowe a bit. Look at look at his henchman. <clears throat> By the way, the fact that Gerardo was in that was in it's mind blowing. Is it's literally yeah. W- w- when I realized that, I feel like I discovered a piece of gold. That Gerardo was in uh, the Patrick Dembski. Dembski. Yeah. <laughs> Can't buy me love. You know. I make a fine little helper. Yeah, well, he's just an ass. Shut up, Keek. Well, this is too Karate Kid for me. What's your name? The the ski <laughs> patrol. Like yeah. this is. I think this kind of started the lame ski stuck up ski person, which is why John Cusack being in Hot Tub Time Machine is so great because the Hot Tub Time Machine makes fun of this archetype. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Of, of course, the, the yeah, villainous yeah. ski patrol, like the yeah. stuck-up ski kids. <laughs> but that was, I mean, like, like being a ski kid, like in the '80s, you had some money. You had some money if you were a ski oh, kid. Well, you still got that now. You know, I mean, now you know. that's a fucking thing. I mean, oh yeah, well, of course. I mean, I think it kind of started. I don't know. Skiers, their personality. Bodie Miller supposed to be a real ass. They're not taking Groupon. You know, on the slope. <laughs> you know, Bodie Miller supposed to be a real prick. You know, the skier. I could probably yeah. get a line on that. Yeah. Ah, oh, there is. This is some real snow. Maybe that's can't be. Okay, too, too, uh, too They probably to were blowing it around. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they went to Big Bear or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Punk. Now you show him rock. You show him how a skier really skis. He's acting. Okay, we're sending you know? him down. That's a sending him down. You didn't yeah. have to do much. There didn't. There was no cleverness. This was all. You want to talk about ham-handed? People yeah. want to talk about Wonder Woman being ham-handed. <laughs> this shit was ham-handed. Oh yeah, just absolutely. Like, yeah. You literally can just write does impression of fucking Mick from uh, Rocky. From Rocky. There you go, Burgess Meredith. Okay. And then you can let him improvise. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. We're gonna snort the mountain like it's cocaine rock. Yeah. <laughs> But I remember liking you do, Booger. You know? Here's what's now you do stuff like Not that, bad. and people would say this is like a cheesy '80s movie. Exactly, but because well, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Now I'm saying if you tried to do this shit in movies now, you would be like, "Oh, what is this? A cheesy fucking '80s movie?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's probably what they're gonna say about my writing. No, cheesy's and cheesy and bad. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I think the right mindset is to take it where you're going, because then when you get any good reviews, you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm talented. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're setting yourself up for the perfect (laughs) amount of failure. (laughs) Exactly. You know, oh, what's out the jet? I'm telling you, Mr. Roboto, don't expect a raise if you work in the auto industry. Don't expect better benefits. Why? Because Japan is taking over. That's the reason why that whole fucking narrative they put out to put the screws on working Joes. The United States can't economy is turning japanese i think it's turning japanese i really think no. it's got to be a little quicker i think i'm turning japanese i think i'm turning japanese i really think so no 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 yeah. no i used to think it said with a ginsu i think i'm turning japanese i think i'm turning japanese with a ginsu Pig a ginsu burgers. was a japanese knife of the early 80s oh i remember ginsu. i mean it was like if you had a ginsu you, you, i remember the ginsu quality price. You, you were of quality. And then you look back on it and you're like, oh, it's a terrible set oh, of it's knives. Stupid. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's bad. No. <clears throat> it's all about the Cuisinart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cuisinart. Yeah, exactly. My grandma had a vacuum just like that, except yeah. for the blue was orange. 
Yeah. It's like an ugly ass orange. We had that same one. The blue and the one. bag would borderline start on fire if you didn't <laughs> empty it. It would like really oh, he's, smoke. And he, he's pulling a D'Angelo he's Barksdale. He tries to hang himself a lot. He's doing a D'Angelo Barksdale. Wait a minute here. Wait, this is death here. I haven't even been to New York City. Jesus, I haven't even been anywhere. That's like, you know, <laughs> there's a little bit of comedy in that. There's a That's little bit of funny, but then how does he get out of that? He's got to get out of that, right? Think, oh yeah. He just did. They just fucking, that's great about, I love eighties movies do that a lot. Just the cut to like, all right, he got out of it. Yeah. There's a deleted scene. You could tell that scene went on longer. Yeah. It, it just, they just made the decision. Well, you have to explain why he survived, right? Focus group. Well, Booger probably is. I mean, you're a great skier, Lane, but he's incredible. Oh, no, they're talking about the skiing. What if I ski the K-12? You think she'd take me back? God, this is so simple. Now back to suicide again. He, it's he, really and, simple. It's yeah. short, too. Look, yeah. it's an hour and 37 minutes. Yeah, yeah. These movies were, again, this was attempted like, like, to be a more bit. mature. Again, the early 80s had these awful teen movies that are unwatchably bad. They're so fucking bad. Um, and this is an attempt to have a little bit more of a mature yet kind of funny. I picked it cause it's a, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. So we still got holidays here. God, still got God, holidays. I, never, I mean, I, 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 the very first date I ever went on, I, I was obsessed with her, you know, like to the point that it was actually unhealthy. You, were you ever so obsessed with a girl? it was an awkward date. So no follow up. No, was no. Yeah, that. yeah. It was just one thing. I just I built it up in my mind. I, I was too anxious. I, I didn't know how to behave. Oh, so the date didn't happen. You. Oh, no, 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 no. no. We, we did. We went to the movie together. All right. You've stuff. admitted it. You invented you know, the date. And <laughs> Ooh, we got live Wonder Woman. And, and I didn't. Have, and I was obsessed with her. You must have had that in high school, didn't you? Did you have someone where literally if you drove past their house, it made you nervous? Did you ever have that? When I was in high school, I had those feelings. Was that, was that kind of young? What? When I was like 16 years old, I'd drive past Tracy Olson's house. It was like on a, a main route. And I'd be like, there she lives. She lives in that house. Oh, dude, I would delude you know? myself so hard. I remember I had crushes on girls and people would be like, Keith, just go talk to the person. <laughs> and I would just be like, why ruin this with reality? <laughs> Literally live in your fantasy I've world, been, not healthy. We've been dating for so long up here. <laughs> well, again, th th that's what I think my stalking, it made me realize that I had that uh, of feelings like that. No, I didn't. I, I was never a stalker. But there is that element in, in relationships. Ooh, this right? guy's dead now. He's great. On the left? Taylor something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah was he, um, I think he was gay. Like oh, yeah. He was in a Disney Channel show, too. Didn't he die of uh, cancer? Yep. Colon. Yeah, yeah, he used to be in a lot of... Uh, He's like an alt comic. He's one of those like old yep. school LA alt comics. Yep, absolutely. He absolutely. had one of those real insane acts. Like yeah. He would basically go on... One of the true blue goes on stage and like throws shit at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I guess he, I remember having been on, on like HBO specials or Rodney Dangerfield comedy specials. Like in the early mid eighties, he'd be in some of those. He was in one or two of those, I think. And he had a bit of an acting career, you know? He was in some stuff. You can this. tell these are definitely like riding on the wings of how fucking how charismatic John Cusack is, man. Well, I mean, they're definitely trying to, you know, he's, I mean, he's, they knew he was a talented enough actor, I guess, but he was, he wasn't known yet. He was making the break. This is post 16 candles. And I think this he definitely has lead. the like, whatever. Yeah. Vibe, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> you know, and he's got an intelligent, like, I don't know what I want to do.
Yeah. My partner's daughter. That's right. The one with the big antenna on her face. Come on, Lane. He's trying to say mellow that. off. She had braces, I think. Oh, is he trying to relate to her with with a, a book of like mellow off? Hey, th- I hated that theme of like parents are just a bunch of squares. And I don't also get didn't it. like that in in Sanford and Son with the whole like ice cold man, the cop who fucking tries to speak yeah, jive and yeah. gets it wrong every time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Soft. I know. It, it's no, like, it's hard, <laughs> brother. I mean, you can do that, but it, it, it can be ham-handed. It, it can be poorly executed. Yeah, it can be very Wonder Woman 1984. Hey, <laughs> which the first half an hour... It's a good movie. Anybody, oh. it's a fucking good movie. I'll, st- I'll stand. I mean, for what it was, I know what it is. She's a little... At the beginning scene where she gets caught for cheating, basically, or not, not cheating, but for not doing it the honest way, it's like, you know, there's a, there's a righteousness in her... <laughs> Is that what I you all want? It's also like lesbian island. And I you know? think people didn't they because the first movie is her fighting the whole time, and I think people wanted it to be sh- and like people didn't like that it shows her living in the world and stuff. And Existing. there were a lot of feminist woke people who were mad that like because the movie's based on wishes, and he, they were like, I think it's it's heartbreaking that she had one wish, and it was to see a man again. Because she was in love with Chris Pine, yeah, right? and like, yeah, well. and they think she needs to be this uber feminist who like doesn't give a fuck about men, and like, you have one wish, why would you want to see a man? You know that dichotomy in feminism has been there since I was a kid when my mom was so like, you men are useless. Well, it's except for your crumb. You know, it's um, <laughs> you know, I actually Did you ever do tw- that to your mom. Well, what I, tr- yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean? Like, what did you say? I remember telling a dirty joke one time that offended me. I mean, it was just Look at like this girl with braces. Just getting. I mean, like you did not say that to my mom. My mom was a prude. She was on that side of the, of the feminist tip, which is like you know, it wasn't the Uh-oh, sexual empowerment side. And so here's the thing about it with my mom and her resentment towards men. What what it really stems from? What it really stems from? And this is the truth: is not liking the fact that you need a man so desperately. You know, and, and that, that that feels like some sort of weakness. You know, it's like no, you need the other person. You know, you need that woman. She need you know, she needs you. There's certain needs, and, and you have to just admit that. Admit that you have that. You know, but instead, I I think people have, and the people resent that feeling. I think because I know I think I've done that myself. I like that. There's 80s you female know? hair metal playing behind me. <laughs> uh, Want yeah. a sandwich? You know, I don't know. Like this. This again, it's not feels, a good movie. Yeah, this more feels this is definitely get uh, my romantic comedies blow this out of the fucking water. It will, hands down, th- they're still terrible movies. I mean, your romantic comedies. I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> but but this is this whole. It's still tapping into the early eighties shitty level. movie. You know, that, it's that a just, higher level of bad. You know, yeah, it, it's it's not. Yeah, exactly. It, it's functions a little bit. That better. guy wishes he was Ted McGinley. Yeah, but he's not exactly. That that jacket, and he's far from booger. Look at he doesn't care, man. You're a show. He's the wild guy. He's wearing his fucking stovepipe Lincoln hat, and he's just not. He's look at him. He's just the beat, beat of his own drum. I feel like he does. I feel like it's gotten taller as the movie's yeah. <laughs> gone on. Who's this? Is that Piazadora? <laughs> oh, that was a punk hairstyle. Why is there smoke? Where's the smoke? I was just, uh, I was such a dork back then. Oh, there's the nerd. This is disturbing to me. 
Was if I would have seen this, I wouldn't have liked this. I wouldn't have liked it. I, I had some taste back then. I could tell a good movie versus a bad. Yeah, I you were have liked you this. were cheesing over Saint Elmo's Fire when this movie came out. <laughs> I can feel Saint Elmo's Fire burning in me. I can see the higher mountain. Uh, Saint Elmo's Fire again. That was like this is ma- this is mature film. This is mature film. Saint Elmo's Fire. I, I thought that. <laughs> I absolutely thought that. <laughs> Because it fe- it did it felt like it was hey these young adults like, it literally felt like a world of just like I I could not conceptualize it because I had not gone through the experience of becoming a young adult and that's the reason why it hit a chord struck a chord that <laughs> that masterpiece from the now deceased Joel Schumacher <laughs> Joel Schumacher. Schumacher yeah I always fuck up his name Schumacher but he's terrible he's so fucking bad I I, I can't I, I intentionally Dude, I watched Batman wrong. Returns in forever I think so we started we're bringing it back around bad. again. Dude, those movies, he, as a child, you have to understand where I was, I, I, I get it. I get it. I loved him as a kid. Look at fucking He Amanda did Falling Beast. Down, which I guess is okay. I don't know. I Maybe mean, even that's bad. But I mean... Falling I Down's mean, a good movie. You know... <laughs> that's like a real movie. You don't like Falling Down? Falling Down's decent. It's decent. You know, Gets it works. upset over the price of a can of Coke. You know. Ruins Los Angeles. Exactly. That was very much like early '90s existentialism. It was also like a post war, a post Cold War movie. You know, he didn't have a job anymore because the, the defense industry kind of shrunk after the Cold War. That was part of the thing, yeah. which you know, a lot of people didn't like that. So, people lost their job. So you know? I figure we could blast through Especially the rest of these topics here. Um, the Trump, we talked about the fetus in the rug. Yeah. Uh, and they, they don't know what that is. In, I mean, in I, guess, or, I mean, or what happened. They don't know the story behind that. Yeah, I mean, fucking man, that's rough. Buffet run amok. Ooh, that's that. That's city living. When you hear that, that's some city. Yeah. Living. Yeah. That's you know? that's needing to be somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm late for an appointment. Oh, this five month old kicking around inside me must be aborted. It's just like, wow. Look, he's wearing long black clothes to signify his fucking angst. Man, that's right, man. And then, so the Trump vetoed the spending bill, which is the defense spending bill, right? <laughs> I, I, I'd have to read more about it to actually know. I, I, I I'm not interested in it. Either. A, a lot of it is, uh, is uh, the kind of the he is. I am so sick of him that I just want well, to go. Yeah, and you it's know, so. everyone, there's no consequence to anything he. Well, there is, but I'm saying like don't be newsworthiness. Like I'm saying like newsworthy. Like everyone's kind of done with him, so I feel like he's even trying to do this. Uh, like she was saying during the break, to tell people "fuck you" for not proclaiming me president, and to just yeah. kind of like, well, just to kind of like be annoying because he knows oh, yeah. it's over. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's oh no, it, it, it's it's a, a childish act. It's a childish act. It's a it, it's a very selfish act, and it's just it's it's the weakness. It's it's capitalism gone haywire is what we're experiencing right now. It's the corporatocracy gone haywire. Yeah. You know, uh, th- this is sort of the what happens, a fractious society, divided society, consumerism run amok, o- overconsumption, you know, just uh, we're at the point in our society where the USS Enterprise would land and study our society <laughs> to wonder, OK, these are pivot points. Why are you at philosophical walls with each other they don't fight with guns yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's at a certain key point in our development called twitter no spock it's a program (laughs) on a computer called twitter it's gay whatever it is I like fucking pussy, Spock. Yeah, <laughs> but the whole I, I, I got Xy there. Star Trek got Xy. <laughs> they don't have genders. 
Spock. It's very confusing. It, well, it's, I don't know who to sexually assault. I, it's interesting. That narrative was there even during the 80s, even though it was not as pronounced what, as it is gender now. Gender bending? But yeah, that was the term gender bending. And certainly like with David Bowie, like mid-70s, that whole then the quarter rock. Jenner, said, Jenner mm-hmm. says he wanted to transition immediately after the Olympics. Really? And kind of started to. And wow. then And then when he met, when I met Krish, uh, Chris Jenner... Or Chris, whatever the fuck, oh, the OJ wife, yeah, um, Kardashian, yeah, she wasn't into it. She was like, "I'm not." Yeah, leave. yeah. So she made him. She made me stop. Oh, oh God. Well, actually, you made yourself stop. Unfortunately, yeah, you could. She's not hot. I mean, but it's also it was not money. That's, that's it was e- money, dude. They were that yeah. Wheaties box fucking oh. revenue was a dwindling. Oh, oh, yeah. I think that, but he had made some money. He had made some money. I, I mean, he's very much. I mean, a he definitely fit in the time where you could make any money being an Olympic athlete. Yeah. Now you have to fucking yeah win gold medals, but then fucking get caught smoking weed, and then you can make money. <laughs> there's some, yeah, yeah. It isn't the squeaky clean image. No. It's funny. You know, you know I was watching this week on HBO. It was a great thing. They, Your mom. <laughs> they have a. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, that, that was horrible. a big insult. Oh. As a childhood oh. for me, if you threw your mom at somebody. Yeah. They might fight you. If yeah. They, At what age you think? Grade school, fourth grade, eighth to ninth grade. Eight, no. Or no, no, eight, eight. I mean, eight to nine year old. Eight to nine year yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But I was watching on HBO. I was watching. Uh, um, what was it? We were talking about not, not with the Yorkshire Killer. We were talking about a, diff- a different thing. I was watching on there. Shit, I lost my train of thought because you know, <laughs> of, of the fucking. It's kicked in, man. <laughs> Uh, you know, it took me off the beaten path, man. You know, it God wasn't damn, that hey, long I do ago. That. I know, I know. I'm losing my short term. We got to blow through topics. It's anyway. happening. I know. It's Mississippi it's, Queen died. But, but, I'll do the no, count. But, but the whole, I'm sorry. With, with Trump, it's just like his whole. It's just he's got to uh, just go. Just go, he, I'm. We so definitely were talking about gender bending. Yeah, and, and, and like that whole like those issues were sort of discussed in the 80s at that time they but not in the same sort of uh it was definitely i think deemed odd and weird in in, in conservative america but there was a discussion about it back then you know there was a lot of you know but it was not yeah uh, not, now not as prevalent who, of a time as someone who could play you know? devil's advocate feminist i could say like yeah you guys were just giving it lip service back then there was no action being put to it well, or, 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 well, I mean, you know, is that a, a giant crab? Yeah, I guess. In there? Yeah, I think that, that that's a meal she's making. Wow. Because she, I guess, part of the gag is she's a bad cook. I guess. Mom's a bad cook. You know, <laughs> dude, that reminded me. That big thing they used reminded me in the nineties. They did a thing called backyard bugs at the Museum of Science and Industry. Yeah. And you walked around, and they had these giant size insects, and I was terrified my mom had to like reassure me that it wasn't going to be as because they had this giant praying mantis and shit yeah. and i was just like mom i don't think i can handle this like i don't think i'm ready yeah for backyard bugs wow well i hear you good for you yeah i remember this I being kind of a comic went scene croak. this is a comedic scene you know him putting the q-tips and oh, he's doing face there you go that's the exclamation point you know there we go yeah. Oh yeah, dude. What's the movie where he fucking puts the scissors in his fucking nose and fucking rams his head down oh, and god. kills himself? Oh god. What fucking movie is that? My, J- Cusack? My, my dad showed me that as a kid. That might Jesus. be I don't someone even... kills himself. What fucking movie is that? It couldn't be Cusack, man. Doing no, yeah, yeah, it it's was... a different movie. But was was a Cusack doing it though? Was he killing no, himself? Oh, okay. oh, it, oh, the oh. things in the nose reminded oh, oh, me. Oh, 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 that. Yeah. God, I lost my train of thought. Ooh, th- th- there's Porky coming back. There we go. He's a main character. But, but, but he's Porky's always coming getting, back. He's getting a paycheck. 
He's gonna check. I mean, he clearly had a gimmick because he he owns pig burgers in this. <laughs> what this. if it is Porky? He's like a southern fucking fat weirdo. Like the fact that he had a career is amazing. It's incredible. But yeah, but people, yeah, you know, they talked about those issues back then. If 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 Star Trek came down and washed our planet now, that yeah, the sort of uh, the uh, how it's just it just feels so fucked up. It just feels. Oh, so, it's, I think it's it that movie so where Christopher up. Walken can see the future. Oh, 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 um, uh, Dead Zone. Yeah, Dead Zone's actually David Cronenberg directed that. History of Violence. You know that that's a good early Cronenberg movie. I think. I think Dead Zone's decent. It's My dad on, loves Dead Zone. It came on eighty three, and it's actually an okay movie. I mean, it's not. You know, it's it's very basic, but when you watch it now, it's a very simple shot movie. But it's uh, it, it works. You know, the acting is decent. Well, that was my introduction to Walken. I didn't know Walken from Annie Hall or movies like that. Was also kind of before he had the real tone to it. He had a real yeah, yeah. He, he I and mean, he was yeah, exactly. He talked like a regular fucking person. <laughs> what movie do you think he discovered that persona? For me, I, I think of that's good. That's a good question. I want to say True Romance, but it's probably before that time. Because his late 80s, early 90s career, I don't quite know what he was in at that time. Like, what, what he actually had some success with. I mean, he was obviously in The Deer Hunter, you know. And so, I mean, he was in some bigger movies. But, like, his late 80s, early 90s career, I don't quite know what Walken was in at that time. Speaking of, so we'll, we'll go on to this. So the person who sang Mississippi Queen died. Was that 70s? Was Mountain the 70s? No, uh, very early 70s. Like so 70, like 71. Yeah, no, I was an infant. Your I parents no, probably fucked to Mountain. No, no. My, my my mom was not that cool. My, my father was too detached. Uh, they wouldn't have had music like that, I think. It, it, it just would, they were the just, record player was in the living room. The, they, and you don't make love in the living room. They, you know, I remember we had like an eight-track player like in the mid-70s. Three Dog Night, the ink is black the paper's <laughs> white together we learn how to read and write is that how it goes there's I another think one so. it's just don't an old-fashioned love song don't they also sing what goes up oh i think so yeah must come, come down, down. do spinning in the rhythm <laughs> you got to go around dun, dun, dun. No, I, I, it may not have been there but i think it was a band like that and the funky Chicago had a little bit of a feel like that, you know, brassy three dog night was also uh wow. They had, I think they had another hit. They don't know. What, what, one is the loneliest number that you ever knew. Dun, dun, two. Let's just see the snow race. Yeah. Oh, it's, this is so it's hot dog was a movie that came out at this time it was a TNA movie. Listen, you didn't have access to pornography where you can just blink your eyes now and just see porn forever. You know, it's like the, when you, you would see to go to the boobs, woods and when, find when you would see when you would see like boobs in a movie, that was a huge deal at like 12 or 13 in my for my age. That was like you waited for that moment that made the mo the movie like it made it. You know, it was like, oh, for me you too. Got to see breasts. The Holy only I think shit. I've said it on this show before. The only reason I saw horror movies as a kid was because there was fucking boob in it. exactly they would do that you know the only reason to watch i th i knew whole friday the 13th was bad but every at the beginning or end you saw tit oh the, usually first scene was when you'd see some serious <laughs> some serious cannage there was a woman I, I watched a bit of the original friday the 13th over halloween this time and the woman who gets the axe in the head, which was like a that was like a gory special effect for its time you're getting a good axe right right in your face dying 
her buildup, like she's wearing these 70s, like late 70s, early 80s panties and like has this kind of a short top on. It's like she's actually kind of hot. Like she definitely has like they, they cast her like she had the body for that That's scene. That's what you we know? can Because I think we both first time in the segment of romantic comedy, I can safely say, yeah, let's turn this movie off. Yeah. Right? <laughs> let's watch because we're going to we're going to I figure the last topic we could talk about. Yeah. Ease out of is Kirk Cameron. Oh, Growing pain star. God. Upset because DiCaprio took off and he didn't. I firmly believe that's why he went religious. Okay, Kirk Cameron? Kirk Cameron, because he's mad that Leo fucking oh, they, stole they were, the they, shit. They, they, were in, they were on the same show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Leonardo DiCaprio was a throwaway on Growing yeah, Pain. Yeah. Came in as the orphan. Yeah. <laughs> cousin <laughs> Oliver. He was Cousin Oliver. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kirk Cameron was supposed to play that tard. Kurt Cameron, uh, he was with Dudley Moore. He did a movie with Dudley Moore. So let's like, turn was, this that was garbage the comp- off. There was the competition with Big. That there was a little uh, up uptick in the late '80s of like, hey, we're switching roles. You're young and you're then you're old. Blah 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 blah. Well, Dudley Moore and him had a movie at the same time that the Hanks movie came out, and the Hanks movie Big destroyed it. But it, like, Cameron was actually going to be in some major movie, like major movies. He was growing pains. He was big. Yeah, he was so, big pains. Kirk Cameron does this thing called Way of the Master. Oh, God. And uh, it's this crazy Christian the theme. firefighter remained locked in the emergency vehicle for sick and tragedy when he failed to release rescue equipment. This resulted in the needless and tragic deaths of a family of five. Eyewitnesses were sickened when they discovered that the reason the firefighter remained locked in the emergency vehicle was simply because he was testing a new high-tech CD player, which he maintained he had bought as a gift for the fire chief. That's when you know he's telling a story about someone who died. And he dishonorably discharged... These are how all these start. He's gonna... This is a 30-minute fucking infomercial. These used to be on all the time. At some point, he'll involve a New Zealand guy who's from New Zealand. (laughs) Argued that for more than three minutes after arriving on the scene, the firefighter wore earphones and listened to a CD while a family of five was screaming to be rescued from the sixth So, so he's throwing the fucking building. fire department under yeah. the bus? Like, there's some sort of weird, like, like economic angle to this? Well, and you know it's true because he's reading it off a legal pad. And fell to her death while still clutching an infant. So we'll get into this what as is this I goes. Mean, is this even true? This is a, probably not. I mean, have you ever heard someone call it a high-tech CD player? <laughs> I know. I'm like, what is that? I mean, that whole thing. Like, and then they're just saying because he's. As he remains seated in the vehicle, listening to the CD. So this what, caliber of so Hollywood what he is does, fucking weird. So what he does, and I'll get into it a little bit, and we'll tell the story about the mask rally. What this uh, the meat of what this is is he goes around areas and he he like man on the streets people about like he'll tell them a story like this and he'll be like do you think that person was going to heaven and he tries to like flip people on the street so this guy right here for people this this dude right there yeah he had an anti mask rally for for the mask Gestapo he called him the mask Gestapo only a certain amount of time. So this really what's happening here is this New Zealand fucking shill who you're about to see this guy Ray Comfort He is trying to I like him partnering with this dude. He's trying to use Kirk Cameron's celebrity to sell God to sell God worship God 
Oh, when you think of how beautiful God is, how wonderful he is, and the love that he's expressed toward us in the cross, it's easy. You should have saved your God. growing pains money, dude. You wouldn't it's have to be here right Christian now. Christian to worship the Lord as it is for broke, I am so he broke up with that hot chick that he was dating from growing pains cuz she was a sinner. Yeah. It's easy for yeah. me to say I love you, Lord, but it's not as easy. I don't get the need to feel so it's so sententious Look how big that bible is God, he, oh he's terrible the lost he's I, I just i am so not into the whole church we're all commanded as christians to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature oh he's a big proponent of like africans are going to burn in hell because they're not fucking christian that is the that is the dark ages that that is what they did with the dark that that was all part of the plan though where Christianity had its business side. Where, I mean, they had, like, you know, the Vikings were in Scandinavia. They were coming out. They were the scourge of Europe for about 200 years. Yeah. Until the 12th century. They just fucked and for, stole their for, way to From the 10th to the 12th century. To glory. They dominated Western Europe and, and a lot of Europe, you know. And they I could, love Vikings, dude. And, and, Vikings, medieval times, and yeah. like with the Wild West are three eras I would love to live in. Yeah. I mean, you die when you're 36. Yeah, but what yeah, a, what yeah, a yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a party. And so, I mean, Christianity didn't make it to Norway until the 12th okay, century. Go. Until the 12th century. Christianity didn't make it to, to Norway and Scandinavia until the 12th century. So, and that was done for a purpose. Like, we got to get these savages in line. Here, okay. We got to get them to pay attention to something. You know what I mean? Like, with the, we got to convert them to oh, Christianity. Yeah. Oh, you know? no, 100%. It was, it was all was, done to soften them up. It was the up. first rule of law. Yeah, it was because it was just like, because these guys are coming down and, and they're, they're, they're invading go. us. What happens after someone dies? I don't know. Do you think there's a heaven in So this is the first episode. This is probably decades old. This is the first episode. The whole crux of this episode is they say 2% of Christians share their faith publicly. So what they're going to try and do is... Oh, yeah. That, think, oh, you're you're the one who's under attack. Yeah. Exactly. You're the one no, who's under I attack. I think they're just going to try and get people like... Fuck do people you. even know these things? Like, they basically just bombard people with religion. So Hell. check this out. I don't know. Do you ever think about life and death? All the time. Um, some form of afterlife. What form? I, I really don't know. Do you believe in heaven and hell? Yes. Heaven and heaven hell? Heaven is here and hell is here. So when someone dies, they don't go to heaven or hell? No. So there's no hope of an afterlife? No. I don't believe in an afterlife. I don't believe in that. The afterlife is a heart, the feeling of love that we have for people. Fuck or yeah, that we dude. leave behind. All the good things that we do for everybody in this world. The good thing. I think that if there was a heaven, I would go to heaven. You think you'd go to heaven? Yes, I do, because I'm a very good person. I've done a lot of good things. I try to help everybody. I try to do a good deed every what day. What about guys? Do you What's help guys? Death. Well, you know, listen. It's As opposed to not dying? <laughs> yeah, life. Oh, oh gosh. I think maybe you... Uh... I don't know. I think it's like I, you were created to deal with the anxiety over dying. You can't deal with the anxiety over dying. And I'm not saying it's an easy thing to stomach. But the fact is, there is a point. I think emotionally we are equipped to handle everything, including our own passing, including See our own passing. See what they say to Judy Tenuta here. Jesus. Are you making this up as you go along? Look at his fucking Penny Hardaway jersey. <laughs> I believe that if you're a good person, then you will go to heaven. And, what, and how person? do you define a good person? Yes, I am. I, I like to think I'm a good yeah, person. Yeah, so that doesn't make you me know? a terrible person. Have you stolen in your life anything at all? Yes. So you're a lying thief? Well, I'm a lying thief, but that doesn't make me a killer or a murderer. Have you ever hated anybody? 
Yes. Yeah, Marvel yeah. You, you in my face right now. You know, every episode I've, I've. You can't extrapolate. Bro, I've gotten high and watched a lot of these. <laughs> so, every episode usually the framework is the same. Is are do you think you're a good person? Everyone says yes. Every now and again, you'll see someone be like, "Well, everyone's flawed." Yeah. But then they'll ask, "Well, have you ever stolen anything?" And they'll be like, "Yeah." Have you ever lied? And they'll be like, "Well, you're a lying thief." Yeah, and, and then, also, but then they'll throw it back on them. They'll be like, "We just talked about what makes a good person and a bad person, and you basically just said that you're a bad person." Yeah, don't trip <clears> me up <throat> with your simple Jedi mind tricks, you moronic Christian. I'd like it if they tried that <laughs> crap on me. I'd go directly at them. You know, yeah, I'm sure people do. I would love to see uh, the because because it's just like, I mean, you're like, here's here's one of my main flaw, things with Christianity that really this type of Christianity, this brand is this whole, like the dark side of your psyche doesn't exist. It exists. You integrate it with your, with your light side. And, and that's like, you know, we've all seen the star Trek episode with, with Kirk, you know, it's like you have to have the good and the bad together. You can't just eliminate the bad. Have you lied? Yes, I've lied. Sometimes I've lied. So I didn't hurt someone's feelings. You know what I mean? You lie for, for maybe some good reasons it's sometimes, called the you know, third input for a reason. <laughs> It's not a good it's not habit a, to get into. It's not a sin. Kirk. If you haven't, what about you? Why are you? Why do you have to preach to other people? Can you integrate your guilty conscience into your psychology? Why? Because you have sexual feelings. Oh my God! You're a human being with oh, sexual feelings. Great comfort is gay, bro. Ugh. Yeah. Could the finance this car for me? This. He bought it for me. Every single Christian should have his own fishing spot. Of course, we we fish. To try and reach out. Oh my God! Start talking to people. Let's manipulate some people for Christ's sake. And it actually helps when. You oh wait. And it's on it. And uh, these are great to start a conversation with somebody. Also got some million-dollar bills in my pocket. Awful lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, you know, because look at—they're doing Jesus's work, man. Basically, I was born here, but I was brought up in Bangladesh. Okay. What's the capital of India? New Delhi. You're not sure? Oh, I'm sorry, it's New Delhi. Come on, yeah. you know. Can I give it to him? No, Have you thought about it? Nope. Where are they yeah, at? Like a bad, like a... They're, in, they're on the Santa like Monica Pier. I was going to say, are they, or are they on 3rd Street? Have <laughs> you ever thought about the afterlife? The, the Santa Monica Promenade? Somewhere. Nope. Yeah, is this filming Cali? Yeah, this is filming Cali, yeah. Yeah, I think you might be right. No, I, I saw them on the pier before wow. they went up. What about you? Do you think God exists? Y so no. Why are you being so aggressive and weird? I don't like this. Get out of my face, you know? Well, what is your problem, you know? I mean, seriously, that's what, I know that's what my reaction would be. I, I don't want to say that because, because you know, I try to be a nice guy sometimes. I would do it. In the see, right mood, I would lay into him. I know Here's the it. kind of person I was. I would go along with this because I want to make fun of it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I could see that too. Like, I have what such, else are they going to say? Yeah. I have such tolerance for this. Like, I would not shut it down. <laughs> I, would, I would string them along so fucking hard and lie to them. I went on a... I once went with a bunch of Jehovah's Witnesses to play basketball just because I wanted to play basketball. Yeah. And then I dominated all those nerds. I crossed all of them up. I was, it was the only time I was good superior, at <laughs> a <clears throat> absolute superior athlete to be. I dropped 30 on them. Wow. I won whatever. They had some like Bible prayer. I was like saved that day or whatever <laughs> the fuck. And then at the end, they tried to fucking sell them. I'm just like, dude, I just wanted to ball out on some dorks. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, Christian basketball is the sport that Christians try to get you through. Baseball, too. 
you know, all the sports in general, but I feel like basketball in particular. Like Christians, Christians like playing playing basketball. Let's see what they ask this girl. <laughs> I think um, so. Yeah, I try. I mean, it's. I mean, this world's a difficult world, and it's it's hard to approach people knowing how to approach people and like the right things to say because you don't want to come off too strong and people you know turn against it even more. So I mean. To me, I feel like it's better to form a friendship with someone, and then when you feel comfortable enough, you can talk about your faith with them and stuff. But I just, you know, I mean, when I have if it gets you through the day, honestly, if it gets you through the day, and you're able to quell some of your anxieties, and, and it gives you a feeling of calm, who who am I to judge? Who am I to judge that? If that works for you, honestly, good. I'm glad it works for you. Uh, don't ever talk with me about it. Don't ever talk with me about it. It's, you know, it's, I have my own belief system and, you know, it's, you know, I, I'm assessing it. It's not totally rock solid, you know, but, but I tend to think of having a certain experiences in, in your life. The experience is what you sort of draw upon to give you a certain wisdom to hopefully get through some things, you know, coping skills and coping mechanisms. Because when I look at this, I think this is a pretty big con. I, I think a lot of this this caliber of religion is a giant yeah. con. You know, and it's, well, it's clearly a con that's not working because now he's doing fucking maskless proselytizing <laughs> on Instagram. Well, yeah. So, so what did he do with that? What did he do with host? So he had this big thing in fucking, I think, like Burbank or some shit where it was just, we're going to join up in carol without masks where and it was like mask in love we're going to show out of love because we want to gather and faith is the only thing that's keeping people all that blah 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 shit and then he's on instagram being like (sighs) you know i just don't think a piece of paper on your mask is stopping a virus from going through well no actually uh, you're wrong it's not stopping it but it's a it's a step to stop it from happening. I bet your chances of, of getting it are cut by like, I don't know, 80 oh, percent or lot. something. It's, it's like, no, you should actually wear it, you fucking moron. You know, it, uh, why does it affect your ego like that? I don't get it. There, there's there's like this bizarre vanity in it, too, which I don't understand. You know, it, it's just odd to me. I the whole born again Christian. I just do not get, go, you know, which equates to something like 10 million atheists in the United States. Mm. Didn't you used to be an atheist? Yeah, I did. I used to be a devout atheist. <gasps> that sounds a little strange, but I was committed <sighs> to my belief that God didn't exist. And this what? really wasn't based on anything other than what I had learned in school. I thought that- Oh, I know. School is just, president. it's socialist agenda. You know, just trying to give you knowledge of history <laughs> and stuff. It's socialist. You should be worshiping <laughs> something that we don't know that if it really exists or not. Just, just create it because I'm afraid of dying. And therefore, you should just, you know, that's the way you should think. <clears throat> Critical thinking <clears throat> out the door. Science doesn't exist. The, the, the sun revolves around the earth, you know? Come on, Galileo. Your formulas don't work. Science isn't the thing. No, it's faith. God. I, I, it's arrogant. It's so arrogant to me. See, I found this hilarious. As I know. A kid. I'm sorry, I'm really, I'm really going off. <laughs> I found this hilarious as a kid. I, I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, there is some comedy in it, but it's so. It's just. I hate it. I don't take this seriously, one iota. Good for you. Because I think of like there being a caliber of person out there like this. Or just, oh, they're sure holding. There is. I mean, I think our like our presidency. It's like there's a weird Christian element to it that's so fucked up. Where I will know? give them not credit, but they don't ever sell anything. Like this is these just, guys. They this show oh, is oh. just a show. Like that, no point do they get you to buy a Bible. It's just other than selling you the lie of faith. Yeah, okay. yeah, basically. Okay. What a way to go out. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> you know, right there. <laughs> I have faith in certain things. You know, it's just God. Ugh, I just I don't I don't like it. He's he, he's just laid back. He's got one leg up. 
He's Kirk Cameron, man. He's just, you know, the Probably Lord's talking about how in. atheism is like that banana. Close side, two ridges. If you get your hand ready to grip a banana, you'll find on the far side, there are three grooves on the close side, two grooves. The banana and the hand are perfectly made one for That's the other. That's a sexual thing. You'll find the maker of the banana. Or my if you grab a nice thick <laughs> cock, <laughs> is this the you'll argument? notice the vine rests. <laughs> the vine on the cock rests in the little groove of the I, middle I mean, of your hand. That's completely Christian homoerotic, right? What's going on right there? Oh, 100%. If you're going underneath, the big fat vein in the bottom of the cock he, rests. It's literally in, the, one of the ultimate phallic symbols. The contents don't squirt in your face. You'll find the wrapper, which is biodegradable, has perforations. He's, he's obviously no, a gay man. He's not in that dealt no, with it. He's no, talking about wow. he's talking about how a banana and a cock is perfectly evolved. He talks about juices where he's under your, the banana, right? That's where my mind I, well, I mean, I'm Freudian. I think I don't where know. he's going to end up going, Crow, is that intelligent design is not that it's intelligent design is, is the way because atheism is not natural. It's chaotic and not natural. Focusing muscles that move it, more than a hundred. Here's part of the thing that bothers me about it too. Oh, I remember seeing this. He also talks about um, macro and micro evolution. Like he doesn't believe in evolution because nobody's ever seen the in between of like a lizard and a duck. No one's ever seen a lizard duck. No one's ever seen a fucking bird lion. Th th that's a whole other thing. And too. if you believe in evolution, there had to be a point where one of these things existed. Like he doesn't believe in, he doesn't know what micro evolution is where it's slow. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. And, and that's my point is that their perception they of think, time. They think apes woke up one day as humans. Yeah, yeah, or, or, or that that's that's how it had to happen that's in order what, for evolution to yeah. happen. Yeah, it's like no, 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 no. You see, they can't judge time because they're so egocentric. Like their whole sense of time is like they can't fathom the idea that there's you know it's millions of years also, that this stuff happens. You I know? love that within two minutes I was like I remember this one. Yeah, I know which one. <laughs> yeah, it made an impression. Yeah, it made an impression. This yeah. guy's terrible. Well, Plus, it, it, I mean, it's just. I, it's the intelligent design argument. I mean, literally, the Supreme Court, like Barrett, probably like watches this stuff. And, like, oh, yes, he probably yes. subscribes to this bank. I mean, the whole you know, of all the of Trump's cabinet. Think of Be Betsy DeVos. The fact that she lasted all four years is what a what an awful human being. She's a feckless, what a terrible whore. human being. You know, oh. no lips, no lips on and, the girl, and just like and that whole that that weird like. Upper Midwest Christian thing. It's very judge. Yeah. I, oh, find, she loves I find it comfort. very judgy. She finds comfort you know? in Ray Comfort. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, he, he's right. And, and there's a certain righteous, like, no. What is the need to be right? Why do you got to be right all the time? You know? I mean, there's a, there's a certain rationality to the world, you know? And it's it's just... they. I gotta, I gotta get you in a better mood to ease out of this. No, no, it, 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 <laughs> no I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying my vitriol right now. I'm actually feeling amazing. I haven't felt this funny in years. Is that Max Hedrum? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> they sing a song, but urban. Imagine this love for the rest of the year. Is that the keyboardist from Dave Matthews? fucking ease out on the goonies here you know it, did you enjoy the episode did you have a good time yeah today, this is, this is great a great time I, I lost my train of thought in that one point but that's okay i mean I all don't, right we got I, next we, week yeah, we, yeah we, we we got through stuff we, we got, got next week stuff. well um yeah. <laughs> i had fun you had yes, fun absolutely we learned a lot we talked shit about kirk cameron man 
that got my that got me going. You know, we, we you know we went somewhere but didn't go anywhere, which is what I like about this show. <laughs> it has no point. At some Therefore, point, points were made, but it has no point. It's the podcast about nothing. We're the Seinfeld of podcasting. Yeah, you know. Um. So yeah, John Matusak, former yep. Oakland Raider, dead John is Matusak. a fucking doornail. Yeah. He died. He had yep. a cocaine existence. You always man. go on a rant right when I'm about to end yep. the show with the music. Doing it. Well, I, I want to get my last words in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Subscribe to us on social media. You are at <laughs> Insecure Comic yes. on Twitter, Adam Crocious, everywhere else. Uh, I am Keith Pazel across the board. Subscribe to the channel down here uh, and then hit the bell to get notified when we put out a new episode. Yes. We enjoy everyone who listens to the show and we'll see you next week. Absolutely, everybody. Goodbye. Good times. Yeah.